When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Breakfast with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. Ah, isn't it nice to see Coxie back out there pushing the buttons? Welcome everyone, good morning. Tuesday it is. 20th day of February, the cafe menu. Ethan Phillips, what a story. What a great story. Hawthorne recruit. Uh, gets an opportunity through some adversity for young blanks, but uh, young blankety, but he gets a look and we're going to have a chat with him. Sammy Edmund with all the news. <sighs> Taron Thomas, big discussion point. Uh, and footy over the weekend to get stuck in the questions without notice. Oh four double three nine eight eleven sixteen. You know the number. Jump on any time. G'day, Whispers. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, everybody. Oh, you look a bit, you look a bit angry. What's wrong with you? Nothing. What? Nothing. I got nothing. Uh, angry. I got nothing. Everywhere. I got nothing to be angry about at the moment. Ah, unless... You said they wouldn't fly your business. (laughs) No, that's not true. You've mangled the story. (laughs) That's not... That is not true. What was it? That is not... No, they wouldn't put your... No, no, (laughs) (laughs) He's not happy, listeners. No. I won't say why he's not. No, look, this is... He's not happy. Don't, let's not talk about this. We're here for Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil grown, harvested and first. Get get yourself a glug of Cobram Estate just to pick yourself up. I did. Have a glug. Are you still having a glug every morning? I tell you what, I had a glug uh, over the weekend too. Did I do some fine cooking over the weekend with the Cobram Estate olive oil? Whoa, it is magnificent. Not the premium, but not very nice. (laughs) I couldn't get my hands on the premium. You didn't get any. That's why. No one gave you any premium. What I was going to say was, I'm not sure about the music. I know Brooke is very keen to keep this music, well, but Tim, I'm not sure about it. I'm Tim, going to give it another three days. That's it. I, everything on this show I do, I, I produce everything, and the one thing I, I leave in your hands is the music. Give it one more blast, please, Coxie. Well, Coxie's been away. <laughs> He's, He's been, been up on the Gold Coast. <laughs> Every time we play new music, everyone says they hate it, and then you just go, well, bad luck. Bad luck, but I'm not sure Look about at that, this. Jake in Canberra. Second message of the morning. The intro song's got to go. <laughs> oh, there you go, Jake. There you go. Well, you know, I, on the same it's like the All-Australian team. If you don't want someone in, you've got to come up with an alternative. Don't just mm. say it's got to go, Jakey. Say it's got to go and this has got to come in. And we're going to replace it with this. That's right. So much has happened. Well, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Oh, the Swifties. What an extraordinary weekend. Absolutely what? extraordinary. <laughs> We're the only two people that didn't go, you and I. Yeah, I know. I saw I know. Jake Levi. I saw so Max true. Gorn. I saw Nathan Buckley, Mason Cox, Tom Mitchell. Yeah. Everyone was there. Everybody I've spoken to says that it was the most amazing experience of their life. We're going to put a line through it because we'll move on, but we haven't spoken about it. I might get one of my nieces on to have a chat about but, it. Was she there? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, they're Great. There. Let's do that. Yeah. She, the, so my sister Tracy's girls all went, twin twins, 19-year-old twins who were nuts, and then a 15 or 16-year-old, they all went. Yep. But there's a story behind it, which is quite funny. So we might ring one. They wouldn't be awake now, but later in the morning. I was talking to somebody that went to it yesterday, and they said that uh, from the moment she came on stage, they stood up and they didn't stand down, or they didn't sit down again uh, for the three and a half hours. So these girls, they were actually unbelievable they seats up three from the front. They were, and Nikki went on Sunday. She said the same thing. It's just crazy. I can't believe how anyone can find anything negative. Who's in all this. negative? Well, there are a couple of people. I've you know, got the, one. The negativity. I've got one. Negative. The negativity about her, but what? It's it's all good. It's joyful. It's happiness. I saw these mums Families and their daughters together. at the Gold Dad's Coast. Dad's taking daughters. Exactly. Gold Coast Airport. I flew back with all the Swifties on uh, last Thursday night, and they're all just excited. Did you it get was, a bracelet? Well, they all had bracelets on, and they had some of them had uh, um, the Kansas City Chief um, jerseys on, but Man. they're all coming to Melbourne for a good time, and it was great. And the mums were excited, the daughters were excited. Not too many dads and their daughters. I think I saw one dad oh, and his quite daughter. Quite a few, quite a few. I think it was, good. but it's great. Yeah. Um, anyway, the only negative I had, she was, she was going on the plane like yesterday. On it must have been on your news. I watched Channel Wisp yep. as always. Just get him up the front. And anyway, she was walking out of her hotel to go onto the plane. No, so not the hotel. In the hangar? Yeah, in the hangar. Mm. So what, maybe a 15 metre walk? Yep. Well, you don't need the black umbrellas then, your tools. <laughs> who, who cares? Watching, well, why, why can't you see Taylor Swift walk 15 metres from the hangar to her private jet without black umbrellas? What, interesting. What, what are we going to see? Interesting you should say this. That's, that's my only, I loved it, by the way. That's my only negative. Because... Was that the real Taylor Swift? Oh, I don't care. I, I, I've been told that there, was might, have dummy, been, there might have been a Swifty <laughs> pulled on all that. And she flew on another aircraft. That aircraft went one way and the other aircraft that she was on went to northern Queensland where she's catching up with uh, Travis, who'll fly in it was on, on some little private island news, for a few days. And the, she's walking just like casually <laughs> in a pair of shorts and a shirt and a, and a pair of runners and all of a sudden those three boffins look up they must have saw it, seen a you know, long lens camera, so they got the umbrellas out for the last five <laughs> metres. Oh, no. World order was restored because we couldn't see Taylor Swift climb up the stairs to a private jet. I That's saw, my only negative. I, uh, I got something on my IG feed yesterday, and that was Matthew McConaughey. He was walking into a hotel somewhere. Umbrellas? And he, had, he, had, no, he had five of these burly sort of bodyguard people around him, and I'm thinking... <laughs> Is that just a little well, bit excessive? Well, you don't know what's going on in his life. Well, I, I don't, but it just looks silly, doesn't it? Well, when it's a private... You're very popular, and I've never seen you with more than one or two bodyguards. When never the a, five, never the four. Private, Fatilla. private <laughs> hangar where no one can get in within you know, 500 metres of you, I'm pretty sure we can go without a black umbrella. I think so. For 10 metres. I, I agree with that. I agree anyway, with that. SEM Breakfast, book online for the best rates at melbourneairport.com.au. I hope, hope uh, Taylor and her, because she had a big entourage of cars, I hope they used the melbourneairport.com.au. Uh, and SEM Breakfast were powered by Kubota. My man got back to me, by the way. And? Got to get a new belt on the Kubota. Right. Yep. And um, did he mention... I didn't mention you. Why not? Because, as I said to you, since you've moved down, you've taken a lot of my men. And now I'm getting not quite the sharp service that I used to. 
I've only taken one of your peoples, and that was the plumber. You've taken half the restaurants. And I said, you made the, yourself very comfortable now on the back of I me said, having fostered very good, <laughs> strong relationships. And you've just wandered in going, oh, Garrity sent me. Was your bill a little bit meaty for the plumbing work that you had done? Because I said to the young <laughs> fellow, look, I'm a bit dusty having just moved into the area. <laughs> Gary said that he'd take half my bill no, and he wouldn't no, mind. No, he's a very good operator. Hey, my mower went okay at the weekend. Um, I, I thought that I had a problem, but I turned it on and it wasn't blowing smoke. It just ran beautifully. Your so mower? I don't know what the problem was. Well, that would have been in transit when you when you I haven't done When you transferred it from Glen Maggie, maybe. you would have stirred some coolant up and maybe the mixtures just started. The, I know what my problem is. I just can't fix it. Do you get it regularly serviced or not? Well, no, because the belt regularly goes on me, which I don't know why. I can tell you why. Why? You're running over too many sticks. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I do go. Do a stick walk. But it's a Kubota. It's pretty rugged. It is. No, they're magnificent, but you need to do a stick walk before you start doing all your mowing, just to make sure you pick up all those sticks, because after a while, you keep running over them. That's right. And they'll wear out your belt. If I did a stick walk and picked up all the sticks, it'd be dark. I wouldn't be able to mow the lawns. I was actually- Actually, this is how I mow. I mow with a two-metre-long stick right. in my hand. For the kangaroos? No. What for? As I mow, if I come across a bit, a big, a stick that's too big to mm. mow, I lean forward with my long, long stick and flick it. Ah, good idea. Good idea. Mm. I woke up the other night, and this is a true story. I was thinking about your kangaroos. I don't know why I was thinking about your kangaroos, but I would be worried about walking around your property on my own with your kangaroo. Why? Because I think there's a danger that there'll be oh. a recalcitrant kangaroo there somewhere just hiding in the bushes waiting for you. No. I think there No, be... Tim, no. <laughs> you've been stirring you've had such a busy summer with all your tours. Yeah. You've stirred them up so often. <laughs> I don't think they're particularly happy with you. No, everything's good. Dom has sent a message through. I won't say what it is, Dom, but I've got the very similar thought process to you and I'm gonna follow that up with Sam Edmund, and uh, so I, I know it's a bit cryptic, but I'll talk about that when Sammy Edmund joins us with all the news. Taryn Thomas, massive story. Um, mm. We won't talk about it in the ramble, but uh, expected to be handed down today, tomorrow. What do you think about the Mankini story that you saw on the news last night? It was one of the greatest, greatest loads of bullshots I've ever heard. But it, Somebody was offended by it. Yeah. Right. Of course they would be. Uh, you know, as Ricky Gervais says, just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. So very, very. I did hear pipe yesterday mm. as because I, I went up to Bendigo, which I've got an observation about the Calder Freeway. Yeah. And as I was driving back, pipe was talking about how he went to the Olympics in London and was the equestrian commentator right. when he was working at Channel Nine. So before he went, as he would, because he's one of the most professional men I've ever met in mm. the media, he immersed himself for six months in the world of the equestrians. Yeah. So he could commentate with some degree of authority. I'd expect that of him. In his words, a very interesting group of people. Right. So, what is a well made point, Dwayne? <laughs> what does interesting mean? Well, well, according to him, they're a bit different. So, yeah. Maybe In what way? Like the man Kenny would be something go, you could he, easily roll with, and no, no one would bat an eye. No, with. the other way. I don't think maybe a sense of humour doesn't lend itself to a man Kenny on a horse in the rarefied air of the equestrian. Oh, right. If is you're he, an equestrian rider out there, please feel free. Are you saying in. that they take themselves particularly seriously? I don't. I'm not saying that. What are you saying, though? That they're an interesting group? I'm saying that just suck it up. It was a joke. It was a fancy dress. <laughs> it was, it was a, a, a fancy fun. dress equestrian <laughs> event. <laughs> 
God almighty. Yeah, help me. Hey, Chris Reason, he gets all the big stories, though, doesn't he? Chris Reason. <laughs> Last time I he's saw a, Chris he, Reason, he's, he's he, ducking he, bombs in the... It was, know, in, was in Ukraine, he was. War-torn Ukraine, he and was. now he's doing the Mankini stuff. He likes variety. <laughs> he's a fine reporter, he is. Oh, very, good. very talented. Uh, what else did I want to talk to you about? You said you got. You said you loaded to the gills. I well, I was up at. Uh, I was up at the. I haven't spoken to you since I was up on the Gold Coast uh, talking to Dimmer. Oh, I've got that written down. And we're, your interviews. You've gone Stringer Uze last night was a masterclass. Yeah. And wh- when's Dimmer? Dimmer's on tonight. He's on tonight. I tell you what, you are. What am I? You're probably the best dressed newsman in the game. Mm-hmm. Apart from mean? everything else, you're the best newsman. But gee, you're looking sharp. Sharp. I can't imagine many of the other. Readers in your field looking as sharp as you. Is this a, like a backhanded comment? No. Compliment? Or no, you had a nice a blue cra- and white stripey right. last night. Right. I, I just wait. I just wait. And you had a knit. I think you had a little short sleeve. Apollo knit. Yeah. Short sleeve knit. Uh, yes. And what are you going with tonight? Um, well, another little. Not the same knit. No, different colour. Have you got a new knit sponsor? I have. I have. Hang on, Tim is scratching the board shorts out. Thank you, Jane. <laughs> I want to say this. A bit. I want to say this. You know, like you can be, you can be seduced by people, and you can be seduced by organisations. And we, uh, I reckon, I'm old enough to understand when I'm being seduced by something, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not easily. I don't think I'm that easily won over. Mm-hmm. I've got to say, having been up there at the Gold Coast the other day oh, yeah. and experienced it, you've in, been seduced for sure. He's spreading gold dust everywhere. Until Damien the game starts. Well, well, let's wait and see. Let's yeah. wait and see. Yeah. Okay, I've observed. Have I've you got obs- him in the eight. I've observed the players at dinner You've in that little, you know, enclo- enclosed environment. See, a masterclass from the Gold Coast. I've stars. gone up there and I've, I've gone sp- after you. I've spent time and I've observed the organisation. They took you for dinner. The they energy. Flew you up there. Has he got just? Uh, has Brooke got what I need from him right now that I asked for before we came on air? No. From Greece? No? no? He hasn't got it. It's okay. coming up after the break. Though. Okay. <laughs> the energy in that joint is electrifying. Uh-huh. It is electrifying. Now, I'm... I don't know whether that corresponds with you having success or not, and I haven't spent that much time in all the other clubs, so maybe they're all the same. Maybe they are all the same. Yep. But I can only tell you what I felt and what I You've saw. Been... Has the wisp been got? Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. On the new puppy, I've got to a talk cheap, about uh, Pearl. Too. A cheap dinner, a, half a glass <laughs> of rosé, and now they're going to win the premiership. As we go to the break, could Gary possibly call his recalcitrant kangaroo in the paddock, Jason Horn Francis? <laughs> Not a bad one. Breakfast with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. Right, song survives another break. Uh, yes, we are going to do the podcast. It'll be on Thursday. What are you doing Wednesday? Um, I can do it Wednesday. You, I thought you couldn't do it Wednesday. Can, couldn't I? Oh, I thought you had your big uh, Fox no. footy day. No. It's not this week. No, they, I've got two different dates. It's next week. Right. So we can do it tomorrow. Now, for all those people out there wondering, and I know a lot of people have been wondering how Pearl the Pug is going. So those that don't know... Oh, there Kim won't be anyone. and Susie have taken possession of a baby pug. She's only eight weeks old. That's, that's Introducing her to Brando. How'd that go? You said you wanted to eat it. I'll put it, I'll put, I'll put it, into, <laughs> I'll put it into sporting football parlance, right, right? Remember in 1986 when Essendon cleared Peter Bradbury and Stephen Carey and they got Jeff Raines and Mike Richardson into the club <laughs> and how they'll never accept it? Atmosphere wasn't great. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a little bit like that. Is, at is, the, the, pug, is the pug like um, Jeff Rains? <laughs> and Brando's like Ron Andrews. <laughs> There's no acceptance at this stage. No it's going to take a little bit of time, and, I think. And and did the little pug cry, little Pearl? Oh, she did. She cried. Uh, she cried the first night, but now she's settled. Any photos? Yeah, got lots of photos. Can we put one up? Uh, yeah, of course well, we can. Well, it's not like Taylor, of course we it's not can. Like Taylor Swift, is it? Of course we can. An umbrella. Of course we can. Well, put fit, one up. fit in the palm of your hand. You know when we're talking about Tim? I know. I hope people like listening to us. A picture of a baby pug is going to be much more interesting than anything we've got to say. <laughs> when we were talking about uh, picking up the pug last Thursday, there yeah. was a lady who was listening and they were heading up to pick up the, bro- the t- uh, brother. They hadn't decided. So the lady that had bred them had two boys that uh, they had to choose from and then um, they had to decide when she saw them, which of the two pugs she was going to pick up. Did you get the dad pug? No, we got a female. We got a little girl. They wanted a boy. Oh, yeah. um, did you get that pug food too? Remember the person who offered them get you some no shampoo pug pug shampoo. Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, no, I haven't got that pug shampoo. No, hey, I haven't uh, given her a bath yet. Someone help me out here. I went out to the uh, to Bendigo yesterday. Mm. Um, I was only just out of the city centre. Just out of the yeah. like. The, Is this a traffic story? Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> love your traffic stories. And I'm just, I'm very very uh, conscious of the of the uh, speed. Yeah. So I was eighty and and a hundred and lo and behold, bang, hundred and ten. Yeah. Why why is the cold hundred and ten? Because when you get out on freeways or open roads that they believe are safe, then they up the speed limit. So Mornington Peninsula no good. Well, I think I don't know why it's not one hundred and ten. Maybe because they think it takes too much traffic. What about Geelong? They've got eight eight highways on the way to eight freeways on the way to Geelong. Surely that's 110. Well, anyway, it was good. I there's a lot it. of work going on that freeway, though. I didn't think the freeway was any better or worse than all the other freeways I've driven on. Right. How are you finding the traffic around the city at the moment? Well, I haven't experienced it. <laughs> I know, actually, I did on Thursday night. Shout out to all the boys at Rondo Homes. I went out and um, had a chat with them. It was in Hillsville. Right. How'd you go out there? It's a long drive. It's a long drive uh, for you. Getting from where I am at five o'clock <laughs> to get over there at seven. Boy, jeez, that's a long way over there, Whispers. How did your uh, little speech go? No, which great, one was it? Great fellas. Which one was great it? Great fellas, great group of people, big listeners of SEN Radio as I well. I know you said that, but which one did you go with? Which speech did you give? I them? gave them a lot. I which just, one? Just dropped them all out. Which one, though? Just life. Life experiences. Was it themed or not? Was it theme or not? A little bit of Rex. A little bit of Nissan story. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a question for you. No, I've got a question without notice off the text. Who will go further in Dancing with the Stars competition, Cuzzy or Croft? I didn't realise they were both in it. Yeah, We've got to keep an eye on this. My man, Croft. He's he's an entertainer. He's a dancer. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Cuzzy's coordinated, but he's not a good as I'm pretty certain he's not as good as dancer. He's a song and dance man, Crawford. He's a isn't he? song and dance man. He's, he's headlined in front of 15,000 at the um, Rod Laver Arena year after year after year. Very good dancer. He might win, Crawford. I've got a question. I've moved house now, so now I can walk to the shops, right? Right. And it's about a 200 metre walk, 250 metre walk. I've got a red trolley, you know, those bags? Mm-hmm. You know those th- those trolleys you you drag along. We used to take it to the um, Pran Market. Yeah, 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 yeah. Should I take that to the shops or not? Of course you should. Of course you should. Boys disowned me when they saw it. My boys. Well, you'd have it branded. It'd be Louis Vuitton or something. It's just a, a, a Prada. I call, or, it, I call it, it the Red Rocket. A Bally. It's a Red Rocket. 
Well, just paint something on it that looks like it's supposed to I be in that part of the world. I feel self-conscious as I wander down to this <laughs> very upmarket shopping centre with my red rocket. I'd pay, I'd pay money to get a photo of that so that we could That's post what it. They said. That's what they said. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, though, when you're doing your fruit and veg. Oh, you need them. You need them. It's a long walk back uphill mm. with four, four or five bags. I just yeah. whack it straight in the red rocket. Yeah, no, I've done that. I've gone with that. One I of bought those. half a dozen beers the other day. Did you? Straight in. Yeah. Well, that'll keep you going for about six months, half a oh, dozen beers. I hope Travis is listening. I have to buy the traveller. Uh, did you see his new ad? Uh, no, you didn't see his new ad over the weekend. It was an absolute beauty. I don't know whether he writes them or who. I didn't who, see it. How come I didn't This is for Traveller Beer, on, on right? On Insta. Yeah, so yeah. He's, he's back here in Australia at the moment because mm -hmm. he's doing some filming up on the Gold Coast, apparently. Yeah. But he, he did this, uh, the Traveller Beer ad, which is the, he, he, he's got, there's there's like a rotisserie. There's, he's, he's in, a, he's in a, um, a camping chair alongside a mate. They've both got a can of Traveller Beer. Right. And you can see the plastic uh, bag. You don't, you, you don't sort of think, you don't put the whole thing together straight away. Mm. And they've got this chicken. Right, you didn't make the ad. They've it's got long, this chicken. Long ad. They've got this chicken on a stick that they've just made over a little bit of hot coal, right? Bush turkey. Well, it's not. It's, it's straight from Coles or Safeways, oh. right? That's the whole gag. Oh, I see. Right? So yeah, they've just finally they've just me. they've just put a stick. <laughs> You've got to set it up. Oh, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> Your attention span. You need to listen to that podcast I listened to yesterday. The art of communication <laughs> and After conversation. You got to listen to what people are saying. We'll do the sports update after mm. six thirty. I want to. I want to play some Andrew Gaze on that. NBA All-Star game right. yesterday. Did he enjoy it? Oh, I don't know what... Gazy's the number one basketball authority man in Australia. Yeah. I don't know what he thought was going to happen. I don't. Know, I know nothing about basketball. Right. I lasted 14 seconds of that game. <laughs> I knew it wasn't real. What do you think was going to happen? <laughs> Play it after 16. A sports update for Keyser. Sitting on the sidelines... Get back in the game with Kiza Physiotherapy, Rehabilitation and Strength Training. Our picture of Pearl has gone, well, we'll go up on our, which social media pages, SEN Twitter, Breakfast Twitter. Yep, out there now. Uh, sports update for Kiza, tired of paying time to try Kiza. We'll have a good chat about Taryn Thomas, uh, fresh allegations uh, being investigated. North made a last, uh, sorry, the North are unaware of any a penalty that's been handed down. I know Tom Morris has gone with 18 weeks. Others have gone with long, long term. It would appear that he is set for a long stay out of the game and what that means for his future at North Melbourne, we will discuss. That's right. Um, from his people, from his management side of things, from North Melbourne, they're unaware yet of a penalty that's been handed down by mm -hmm. the AFL, but uh, they're expecting there to be a penalty. The people I spoke to said there might be a fine, associated with that. They don't know whether there's going to be a suspended penalty or not, but uh, he's going to be out of the game for some time. Sammy Edmund will be across it as well. Uh, Hawks have confirmed they're selected. Ethan Phillips is going to join us this morning to come on our list for James Blank. He's going to miss the season with a knee injury. What about that? And this one, Tim, I spoke to you this morning about this young lad. You did. You did. You said to me that you watched, I don't know how long you watched the I, game for. I'll tell you how long Ten I watched. Ten minutes, you said. I, no, I turned it on and Melbourne were five goals to none. I thought... Because I didn't know it was on telly, right? Mm. So I'm thinking, geez, that's a hell of a start. Ten goals in a row, Richmond kicked. Really? From that point on, 
And what did you like about? I will talk about the Tigers more, but I like, no. But what did you oh, like about uh, McKelty? Just liked his. He was hard and tough and physical, and he was jumping out of his skin. He's hundred ninety four centimeters. A bit of a wrecking ball in that Ford fifty. Well, and, yeah. I was just going to say, recruiting boss Matty Clark is their recruiting boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, boss, he said that uh, he could impact Richmond's team straight away. That's what he said. Well, f- look, I know he was a supplementary selection, right? So. As far as I understood it, he was open for anyone. I was going to ring Melbourne yeah. uh, on Monday and say, listen, if they don't take him, get this kid. Throw him into the Melbourne forward line and let him run around crashing and bashing and and putting physical pressure on everywhere. You could do recruiting. you got a great eye. you got a great eye for talent. Why Adam, don't you do something like that Adam on the West side? Adam has told Seven News, one of the first acts he made, this was very interesting. Mm. He said, let's get those premiership photos down for the walls because this is a new era. We'll talk about that as well. I liked it. Yeah, I did. So Collingwood recruits uh, Josh Freshair, Jack Bytel, and uh, Lockie Sullivan say they'll take inspiration from Oleg Markov, who was mm. an SSP selection last year and became a premiership player within six months. Bryce Cotton won his fourth NBL MVP last night. Uh, only Gazy on, in front of him. He's got seven. Seven. Are they, is it called the Andrew Gaze MVP? And if not, why not? Because it's called the Lindsay Gay's Coach of the Year, and Dean Vickerman won that from Melbourne United. Yep. In the Sheffield Shield, WA stars uh, Cam Green and Cam Bancroft both made centuries against Tasmania to rescue WA on day four at uh, Bell Reeve. And the match between Victoria and New South Wales finished in a draw because of that bad so weather yesterday. We were all over them. Sad news uh, that broke yesterday. Very mm. elegant. 2021 Melbourne Cup winner died while having uh, a foal uh, while giving birth in Ireland. That's That was really sad. And we've spoken about Shane Rose. He's free to compete. I think they've got over it, the equestrian types. Mm, and Everton will take on Crystal Palace at 7am this morning in the EPL. Nice. Australian International Player of the Year or Gaze Medal is an award for the best player of the Australia's men's national basketball team. Um, okay. Well, I think, yep. Well, well if you've already got a Gaze Medal, can you not have a Gaze Medal for the MVP? Right. That equestrian rider who was in the Mankini, did yeah. he also start, somebody wants to know whether or not he starred in the TV series Rawhide? He would have had a Rawhide <laughs> after it, that's for Pants sure. would have loved that show, wouldn't he, Rawhide? Oh, I loved it. One of his favourites. Did he like Rifleman? Loved it. <laughs> loved it. Hey, um, I took, I'm going to do the NBA stuff after. We'll take right. a break and talk. Because I was just very confused with, uh, with a few things that took place. So we'll talk about the NBA All-Star game after the break. Breakfast with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. Just rambling along here. Thanks to Cobham Estate, the best olive oil in the world. Get yourself any uh, supermarket um, that's worth its salt. We'll be stocking it, so grab it. Um, get towards 7 o'clock. Ethan Phillips will join us. This Sam Edmonds got a lot of news. We'll get into the Taron Thomas situation. Some thoughts from the weekend. I know they would have been done, but I've got some thoughts from that practice match. How exciting it was for the Tigers to see a few players going about their business. Yes, and morning, boys. I walk 500 metres to the shops with a red trolley each weekend and couldn't care what people think. Go for it, Gaz. I'm a bit... At can you take stage. a photo of the red rocket? Yeah. Well, not... And we can put up on, our, be, on yeah, our socials. It'll be a solo. It won't be with me. At the you take a selfie? Yep, I'll take a photo for sure. Now, or uh, are the Yuki's still getting papped? Are they still jumping out from behind trees and um, trying to take a photo of no Gaz or not? Paps me. I don't get <laughs> papped. I did, get, but not now. Um, the NBA All Star Game. So you know, I know nothing about basketball. You're yep. our basketball man, and and um, I don't know much either. I'm not sure what our man. Who, by the way, it's the Andrew Gaze MVP. So he's not only got the international player and the well, he's going to have to drop one. You can't have two. It gets confusing. Yeah. I'd go for the MVP, Gazy. But he was fired up about the East versus West. Mm. I watched, 
I'll tell you how much I watched. This was Gazy's take on it. I've never been more frustrated uh, in my sport uh, watching the NBA All-Star game. Well, it's it was, a po- is it a pox? Is it a pox no, it's, it's the greatest pox. It was putrid. It is an indictment on the, the game, and it's an indictment on the concept. Anyone with a, a yeah. modicum, not even a lot, just a smidge of competitive instinct, instinct would be disgusted in what they saw. Uh, do you think LeBron's mm. got competitive instinct and Luca and all those? They've all got competitive. They have. So they, they, have. they know what they're in for. Yeah, but this is just an exhibition. Come well, on, Gazy. No, but that's my point. Mm. And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not having a crack at Gazy. Oh, I'd like yeah, to, but I love him. What, would he, what was he expecting? Well, did he think it was going to be throw the ball up and they were going to go hammer and tong? It's changed over time, though. But this is my point. Why, why is this a genuine question? Mm. I watched, honestly, I turned it on. I mm. saw the tip off. Mm. I saw them walk from one end to the other. Mm. And, and So I said, oh, I'm not watching that. Mm. So I, what was Gazy expecting? I mean, this is a serious question. Did he think it was going to be more? You said this is the I, way it's been going for a long time. So yeah. why is he so shocked? I think he thought that it might be a little bit more competitive than what it was. What, than last year or from 10 years ago? I, 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 don't, I don't know. You'd have to ask him. You would have to ask him. <laughs> He said it was pure. They shot the lights out. One of the teams no, scored 211 did. points. Because it's a piss. It's a First P1. time they've broken 200. That's what it's all about. It's a about P1 just double take, five Well, take. it's just about taking shots and having some that's fun. Right. Well, that's what I'd imagine it was. When yeah. I saw my man Dame yeah. Lillard just banging them in from halfway, I thought to myself, this is just a muck around exhibition. And then the, the number one Australian authority voice in basketball has come out and said it's an indictment on anyone that's competitive. Well, it must make money because they wouldn't do it for any other reason, would they? Of course not, but that's the anyway. I'm not. I don't know. None of these, exhi- asking these none of these exhibition games or these other invented things are worthwhile. Really, I, the only thing I could speak with with any authority that's got no. But it, it says the world that we live in was yeah. the the Ted Witten charity the match that we used to put on yeah. every year. No one took that seriously, and the general vibe yeah. was okay. Let's enjoy it, muck around, put on an exhibition, yeah. have a laugh, have a joke, and then in the last quarter. You know, we manufacture it so it gets a bit close. And then, the you know, yeah. whoever could run fast ran fast. Whoever could kick properly did properly, but it only lasted for – is that what happened in this game or is it just all out P-take? No, it's all out P-take. Well, I think it, It's just – but there's more entertainment. Like, there's an entertainment value there was in that game, in the AJ Witten game, that probably isn't associated with this game either. But there might be people out there that, that love the idea that – the players just forget to play defence and they just go out there and they play offensive basketball and shoot the lights out. I mean, some people might no, like that. No, so my point is, though, I understand that. My mm. point is, why is or was our man, the know. number one man in basketball in this country, so surprised and so disgusted? Well, he, he's a basketball purist. I get it, yeah. and I love it, and I uh, he's the only. So you man. think he should have expected what he saw when he turned the TV on to watch that game? I would think you wouldn't be that surprised <laughs> <laughs> when the when they tip it off and those two big fellas just kept passing it one handed to each other while LeBron's walking down the court. I think, yeah, I'm not expecting this to be real competitive. <laughs> Shopping trolleys are all the go in Cranbourne. Uh, that's from uh, Cranny out there in North Hyde. You. Oh, <laughs> I won't read the next bit. I was in the car at the train station waiting for Wish to finish the Traveller beer ad story, but had to, had to go. I'd missed the train. <laughs> it's a long story. It wasn't a long story. It, it was, was a funny ad. If you if you saw it over the weekend, it, mm. it's humorous. We've got to get him on at some stage too, when he's next in Melbourne. 
We'll get him in. We'll get him on the podcast and do a sort of like a long form interview yeah. with him. We will unwind as you wander and set sail with the spirit of Tassie. It's sixty nine bucks to jump on the spirit whispers. Conditions apply. And uh, if you give us a call, the caller of the year's back. Our great friends at Toyota put up the beautiful Ooh, Toyota Hilux for the best caller. So there you go. At Melbourne Mavericks IMAR membership week. They get a whole week. The Maver- someone must own them. Uh, join the tribe. Get pre-sale access, 20% off ticketing, merch discounts, all of that. You go to melbournemavericks.com and we're going to chat with Tracy Neville tomorrow. She's in studio. She's the coach of the Melbourne Mavericks. She's part of the famous Neville family. Right. Okay. Um, do you want me to go with my recipe at some stage uh, today or do you want me to save it for the podcast? Well, then we've got a little bit more time to talk about it. No. I think like... you're going to be interested in it because I went to the Shoreham Market on Sunday. Oh, did you? Oh. And I bought a nice little cardboard tray of mushies. Like a variety of mushrooms. Right. And then I took them back okay, and I cooked them now, on the open. Hook, t- Hook wants to know if we're doing recipes. I, I just year. gave them a little bit of I just gave them a little bit of a sprinkle of How uh, confident thyme. were you that they were all the right ones? They were very confident. Mm. And um, then just a little bit of uh, a splash of the Cobra Mestate olive oil a, over the top. A liberal splash? No, nah, not a liberal one. Just a very, very oh, I hope there's some protein. measured I hope there's some meat in this. And, and then just put them on the put them on the wire. So just cook them not on the flame, but just off to the side. So they have got a little bit of smokiness and just a little bit char. of singe, just char. a little bit of singe. No char. And then I got some cranberries, some nice plump cranberries, and some walnuts. And I put I that in some, some olive oil. I hope some eye fillet comes into this recipe soon. <laughs> and I warmed that up, and then I just got a little bit of burnt on the cranberries. And then so when I, I just drizzled that with the walnut and the oil and the cranberry over top of the mushies. And then I got some beautiful marinated feta, and I just crumbled oh, that over. I thought you were going to say marinated lamb skewer. Where's the meat? No meat. Oh, no meat. <laughs> worst. That's the worst Best. recipe I've ever heard. And that came. You know where that mushroom ca- cranberry. You know and, where that came from. Feta cheese. You know where that came from. <laughs> and walnut. Don't forget the walnut and a little bit of thyme oh, in there as well. Walnuts. You know where that came from. <laughs> From the Wisp's no. own repertoire inside his own <laughs> it, little head. It came from nowhere popular. It was magnificent. It was magnificent. Leanne, how does that sound? You're starving hungry on a Sunday afternoon. You go around to Tim's and he serves you up a mushroom with a burnt cranberry and a, and walnut. a, a rotten walnut and a bit of melted feta. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Hi, Leanne. How are you? Welcome. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. I rang to talk about... Google a Juvie shopping cart, J-O-O-V-Y. Got one up. We've got one up on the screen now, Leanne. That looks magnificent. It is the best thing I've ever bought, and it folds down really small, and it doesn't hurt your hip when you walk with the red rocket. You know how you're sort of holding it in one hand behind you? How much, though, um, uh, Leanne? Uh, It's an American brand. It was about four. $300 $300 Yeah, but it was worth it. I wanted to drive itself. No, I'll, I walk around the shopping centre and I can see all the admirers. I, I, I don't. Uh, that doesn't surprise. That doesn't surprise me, Leanne. That looks magnificent. I'll tell you what. The other thing I like about this what? little pearl the pug could just be in there somewhere the bottom, too, just on the run. bottom. Plenty of space there for a nice little pooch. Hey, Leanne, great recommendation. Uh, got a prize for Leanne? Yeah. What do you want to give her? What, what, what do you want? A to give Cigna her? Boost power bank. What about that? You whack that in the juvie. Well, you won't cup. need that with the cart, but. Good on you, Leanne. Comes in handy. We appreciate that. You were going the running for call of the week because that's a good looking cart. I couldn't afford a four hundred bucker. That's it. Oh really? That's a. That's, huh. No one's going to believe 
<laughs> Tim. Don't even bother. That's a remote. Don't even bother. <laughs> that's a remote that. control that's job. That's so insincere that when you said that. You can't afford one of those. Listen to Hawk. He reckons that, 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 that uh, recipe sounds so good. Turn it up, Hawk. That recipe is unbelievable. A, that recipe is a nice side at best. Yeah. Nice it, side. It was an entree. A side out the well, back. Well, no, no, no. It was an entree. Then what did you have? After that, some, some, I um, bought I bought some banana looking um, eggplant and I split oh, them in half and eggplant. I drizzled some oil and some olive oh. over and then I just cooked them slowly on the barbecue Worst as well. Thing to the <laughs> exactly. <laughs> got, that's flattened things right out. <laughs> okay, so when I invite you over for oh, well, I'd turn <laughs> for a barbecue, I'd drive off next you, weekend. You, serve that to me, you won't drive come. Off. What? I had a conversation with somebody yesterday. God, it was funny. It made me laugh because this bloke doesn't necessarily like talking on the phone. Mm. I was trying to have a conversation with him. And at some stage, he decided that he'd had enough of the conversation. So he just said to me, look, I can't hear you very well. well I can't I couldn't. hear you. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll talk to you tomorrow. You're walking around. You're making that much noise. You know what? I wasn't, I wasn't one bit offended. <laughs> I laughed. I laughed for the next half hour while I was walking. Breakfast with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. Oh, I had a good chat with Sammy Edmund then. He's going to come in. Lots on the uh, plate to discuss out of 7 o'clock. When's he on, Sammy? What particular time will he be seeing Sammy Edmund, uh, the great newsman? About 7.40. 7.40. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, gee, they love that recipe. Whispers. Andrew's on the line about it. G'day, Andrew. Yeah, g'day. Hey, Gary. How are you, mate? I hear you. Oh, I'm done. Sensationally. Great. Um, but I'm, I'm very interested in the way you're critiquing uh, Tim's menu there because there's a rumour, uh, you know, going around that Jonathan Brown came over to your place once mm-hmm. with a really top-class bottle of red and you served him soup. Is that true? I, I can honestly say that Jonathan Brown, every time he's come to my house for dinner, has walked out with a big, big belly full of the finest <laughs> And a few empty bottles. <laughs> I, I tell you what I wouldn't be doing. I wouldn't be serving mushrooms, cranby, feta and walnuts. Well, you would if you tried it. This is the thing. You've, you've shut your mind off to try and expand um, the culinary delights that you could be served. No substance. Well, of course, it's no a, substance it, in that. It's an entree. You know how they I say you follow up by an eggplant. You know how they say you can't teach an old dog <laughs> new tricks. Well, you can teach. Just an when old... you thought it couldn't get any worse, <laughs> then I'd, I'd have to look at Nick and go, oh, "At least he'll come up with something in the main." And then you throw in a half an eggplant. <laughs> no, that was another. That would be the end. That was it. another entree. <laughs> I like to cook a lot of different things on the barbecue on the open flame outside. Karen's I tell you what I have mastered. Karen I, from Eltham North gives me a cook about the trolley. I tell you what I have mastered though. Times are tough, Karen. I've yes. mastered. I've mastered the art of the slow cook on the open flame barbecue, and that's taken a long time to be able to do that. Well, I this... used to get too impatient, and now I just sit back. I have another glass of Pinot or another glass of Fiano, and I just wait for it all to evolve in front. That's of what me. happens when you go down to that neck of the woods. What happens? Because it's less time in the car and more time to relax for you. Right. Uh, the Melbourne Mavericks are the newest netball franchise. Um, uh, I beg your pardon, did I not say netball? It is Melbourne Mavericks Membership Week. They're our new netball team and they're about to launch into the national netball competition. Mm. That's why we're excited about that. Of course. Of course. I had a look at uh, the Tiger gear at the weekend too. I know you were talking about Sunday the, Red. The Sunday Red stuff. 
the logo. What was he thinking? It's half a tiger. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It, it, it looks like a. I tell you what, it looks like. What? It looks like your buckled rib cage. That's what it looks like. Tim, Taylor made a magnificent organisation. They are, but I don't know why Tiger d- agreed to come up with a logo like that. I just think it's ordinary. Well, let's wait you and gotta see. You got to go. All right, thank you. Let's wait and see how the sales go. All right, we'll straighten up, get a bit more serious. 7 o'clock, big news, big sporting news coming out at 7. Breakfast with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. Conversation starters. For the drain man, drain relining is the no dig, no drama way to rehabilitate your assets. The drain man. Great to have you with us on this Tuesday. Thank uh, you very much. Uh, first practice match got underway over the weekend. You can join us one 736 Observations, what you saw, anything in the world of footy and sport. Uh, some big cricket scores were made on the weekend. Cameron Green gets a badly needed ton as he heads before he heads over to New Zealand for that series. Cam Bancroft got a hundred. Will Pakowski, the prodigious talent from Victoria, got a hundred as well. So uh, that was good news. Um, Ethan Phillips to join us. Um, that's the bad news, young man. I keep forgetting his first name. Blanks. Blank. Blankety. Yeah. James. James Blank, who very, very sadly did his knee. And um, from what we're led to believe, gee, just put a big sort of downer on the Hawthorne match sim at the time, which you can understand is a very popular kid and pretty important. Uh, Taron Thomas will talk about in greater detail when Sam Edmund joins us at 7.40. I want to fire this question at you first because I spoke to Adam Uze uh, last week. We ran the interview last night, or parts of it. There's a lot more to it. It was really, it was a really interesting conversation. What, what did you think of Uze? I, I, I really... I liked him. Did he, and he win you? I, t- I tell you what, he, to me, I think if you're a he, – his maturity around coaching and how he saw it was something that Im- impressed me in as much as, like, he knows what it is that he's now associated with and attached to mm-hmm. and the successes and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But he also is confident enough – in his own abilities to not step in there and think, okay, I've got to change everything. I've got to give these blokes a whole different look at you know, the way they're playing and that type of thing. They're not going to do that. He'll make subtle changes. There's no, there's no doubt about that. And I think one of those is probably around you know, their midfield and the fact that they've got two really good stoppage players in Taranto and Hopper and whether or not they utilised a real strength that they had last year. He wants to probably utilise that a little bit more than what they've done in the past. But the fact that he's happy to delegate, he's happy to be mm-hmm. a coach that allows other coaches still to coach. As he said, he's got no um, Newman's there and Ben Rutten's there, also uh, Teague's there. They've all coached, you know, you know, in their own right over a longer period of time. So he's he's, he's comfortable about that part. Mm. But the one thing that he wanted to do, he thought that there were too many references in their meeting rooms around the premiership years. This is what he had to say. I had the luxury of walking in and recognising different photos that were up that might have been up for too long and things like that. It's just like, we need some, we need some clear air here. Why is that in this room? Like, that's six years ago. I felt like I was disrespecting people by saying, does this need to be in here? Can we, can we move it? Can we get some blank walls? And the leaders bought into that. We had a discussion around it and it was, it was time that that needed to be shifted and almost like a fresh coat of paint. That's the Belichick thing, you know, like they might win the Super Bowl one year, they'll arrive the next year and there'll be no reference to it whatsoever. I really like hearing that because they're, they're the subtleties of of change. You go, okay, what happens, you know, when a coach comes and if 
Dimmer was there again, then maybe something like that is just, oh, well, I was part of that mm. and we're all part of that and this is yeah. our group and, you know, we need to acknowledge what we've done in the past. And this is what happens with change is that new fresh eyes come in and all of a sudden that, that perspective is going on. That's a, that's a long time ago. We're never going to disrespect. They're our heroes. They'll be Hall of Fame members forever and a day, but let's put them over there mm. in things that we've achieved in the past mm. and let's leave room for something that we can achieve going forward. So I love that. Take it's a it. tough gig though, isn't it? When you it step in there you after the success. Yeah. When the leader's brought in, he said, that's the most yeah. important thing. And you, you, you're stepping into a football club after there's been a dynasty of yes. success. Yes. And that's tough. And that, that, that's really, really tough to be but able to do. there's a reason why they've changed the coach. Well, the coach changed himself, well, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a reason why he's not there. And in his mind, he'd, he'd squeeze the lemon dry. Mm. And part of squeezing that lemon dry is going, well, I've done all this. I've had all the photos up. We've celebrated this. We've lived in that. And, with it. and that's, that's what it comes with change, a brand new page. You know what I found fascinating? Because I, I, I pretty much interviewed them back to back. On one day, I interviewed a do, who say, oh, and popular. the next day... Now, the next day I interviewed Harwick. So to get the contrast between the two and how they're going about their job, which was fascinating for me. Mm. So Uze steps into Carlton, confident in his – Sorry, Richmond. Confident in his ability to be able to delegate. And the opposite happened with Harwick because he said to me, and it's on 7 News tonight. I don't know whether we're going to play this bit or not. It may not have made it. Um, But he said to me that he missed the actual hands-on coaching. So you got to go. That, that's what he missed. He said, "Yeah, the longer I coached, yeah, the, the further I got away from all the things I loved about coaching, which yeah. was being out yeah, there in the cut and thrust, teaching the game because so, the players knew the game." He said, "I almost felt like I had to invent new ways to play, even though I was comfortable with the way that I was playing, because you need to have something new." Whereas now, what he's showing those Gold Coast Suns players is a new game plan. They haven't heard all the stuff that he's coached That's before. Right. So, so he's got a whole you? new group of young players in the palm of his hand. That's why coaches need to change clubs. I that, agree with that. That, I, that, that. Right there you've encapsulated it because Richmond have had him doing whatever he's been doing and now they've got new eyes. And up there they've had Stuart Jew who would have done everything in his power and probably tried to his heart, you know. Mm. Now they go, okay. Clubs need change because we need new perspective. And then he goes in and goes, bang. And we've all been – I've done it. I Mm. I talk about Neil Danaher all the time. Neil Danaher came in at the end of my career and went, smacked us between the eyes in six weeks, my head spinning. I thought I knew footy Mm. and and, and change came. Mm. And that's why you can – you know, that's why it's exciting for Richmond. So they go out and watch their team play on Sunday against Mm. Melbourne and five goals to zip down, they're thinking – Jeez, what's going on here? And then, mm. you know, things start to kick in and ten they kick 10 in a row, which is neither here nor there. But, you know, change. Yep. There are new faces on the forward line. And one change I wanted to talk about, Bolter and Bolton, right, which it's, it's been well discussed. And it's, I'm not making uh, judgments on what I saw because I'm always wary of them. I'm thrilled with the fact that he is committed to playing Bolton and Bolter as forwards with Bolton making the odd foray into mm. the middle of the ground. Re, you know how big I am on this. Reclaim your territory. The coaching, over, I think, and having watched all the footy, in the end, the defenders big just were running the show. How do you reckon? Like Noah Boulder's a physical specimen, right? I rate Stephen May as, if not the best, one of the best. Mm. He, and again, this is not on Sunday, but at round seven or eight, when Richmond play Melbourne, Noah Boulder's going to be a competitive animal down there. And it's going to be hard work for Stephen May. 
Shea Bolton's going to play 85% forward half for Richmond. That's a nightmare for Melbourne. Mm. I love the fact that he's gone bang here. So do you think Uze's plan is to change the positional play of some of the players as opposed to changing so much about the way they play? No, I'm sure there's both, but I'm just looking at those two particular. He's been on the record of saying that Dusty's going to play more mid. Mm. Now things can change, but he's going to play Shea Bolton more forward and Noah Bolter forward. That's reclaiming your territory. That's going, hey, here's my group. They are dangerous and they're competitive and you don't want to play again. That's not, that's what the back line used to say. They're tough and dangerous and competitive. No, no, change the script. Throw them into a forward line mix and the defenders are sitting there going, it's a bloody tough afternoon coming here. Particularly if Dusty's down there. I asked him a question about Dusty too as to which Dusty does he think or what part of his career does he think he's inherited of Dusty. This is what he had to say. So what sort of a Dusty do you think you've inherited? Well, the main thing is he looks happy and enjoying his footy. And for me as a coach, that's what I want to be able to provide, an environment that he can come in and and know that he can still improve. Like there's parts of his game and he's training with the midfield and um, he hasn't done that for a couple of years. Just on, on, on where he's at physically and what he's been presenting and how he's been playing, wh- wh- where do you reckon Dusty's at? On, say, just the last 12 months, what you've noticed about him? In terms of what? what his contribution as a player compared um, to what he had contributed previously. Do you think he's up at the same level yeah, or do you think he's dropped off a bit? I or? think, and this is not... Don't take this. To, he didn't look as interested as he has for mine. As in, invested? Uh, well, interested, invested, whatever mm. you want. I'm, I'm sure he's invested, but when you've done what he's done mm. and, you know, you need you need something else to stimulate mm. you and then maybe the challenges that he's throwing down and from all reports he's embracing it and it's going to be great. Does so, he come across to you as somebody that needs to be needled to get the best out of them? I'm only thinking about nah. Tom Brady. I'm just thinking about Tom Brady and Belichick, and the reference there yeah. is that you know to get the best out of him, Belichick drove Brady particularly hard, yeah. like continuously yep. drove him and drove him because and he needled thought him that, a bit publicly. Well, he thought that he needed to be needled. Yep. He needed to have something to be challenging himself with. And that got the best out of him. Do you think Dusty's that type of bloke or not? Do you know the irony of trying to answer that question is that we know more about Tom Brady than we do. I know more about Tom Brady than I do about Dustin Martin in well, terms of what makes him tick. Well, and, he's spoken about that. Yeah, yeah like yeah, Brady is is up front, and you, know, you can see how he can. You know, he's he's demonstrative, mm. and where Dusty just is Dusty. I, I don't know Dusty from Adam, but I do know he's the best player of the modern era, one of. And if Adam Uzo is able to just as you say, needle, but more so push the right buttons to get him back anywhere near what he's been, and that's going to be a great thing for the Richmond Footy Club. So, yeah, my point, my takeaway from that is the defenders are on notice. I hope they are. I hope the coaches put defensive groups on notice, opposition defenders on notice to say, you're not getting your own way. You're not going to be intercept marking every single thing that goes down without an opponent anywhere near. Be competitive in your forward half. Well, I think they're going to get put on notice. Oh, I hope they have. Well, no, they've had I, it too good for too long. Well, they have, but I think the speed at which most teams are wanting to play now is against the defence being able to set themselves up and get settled as Two well. Two parts of that too, isn't it? Go fast, but then you've got to make it pay when you go forward. Because if you don't, you just get picked off. Because mm. the defenders are taking more and more liberties, more and more liberties because the ball use going forward hasn't been great. Kick to the obvious spot, be predictable. Well, that's that's manner from heaven for defenders. And for three years now, they've mm. just gone. Well, they love that predictability. They look at the look at their forward and go, <laughs> no more, fuh. Tim. That's the mantra from a forward point from a forward's point of view this year. No more, fuh. make them defend. Um, 
I'll say one more thing. Oh four double three nine eight eleven sixteen. If Max Gorn goes down, I'm not going to the footy again this year. I beg your pardon. <laughs> oh, jeez. By hell with me. If, Ma- if Max Gorn goes By down, hell. who's your backup? We talked about this well, briefly last week. There were two young fellas who both you know, ran around and yeah, great. They, but they're away off, aren't they? Roar as that stake right. you weren't going to see. You know the irony in all this is that last year, this time, you know what we're talking about? Too many. <laughs> they had too many ruckmen. How are they going to play? Uh, both uh, Grundy and Gorn in the same team. And now we're talking about the fact that what happens if Maxi Gorn goes down? No, They've got I'm no not, backup I'm at not all. Even, touch, I'm not even contemplating. If you're Melbourne somebody, you can't even Can I ask you this question without wanting to talk about Melbourne for too long? No. Uh, because some people get angry about that. But the well, one problem, one, practice, one of the great problems that they had last year was their forward line, their connection still, and you know their, um, their ability to be able to be on the same page. Did you see anything in that practice game that suggests to you that they've gone to work on that and they've improved in that area? I think they're holding back. Right. Billy's in Berry. Good morning, Billy. That'll be enough. Good morning, Billy. G'day, Whisper. G'day, Whisper. G'day, Dollars. Hello, Bill. Still another nervous season ahead for the Ds, guys. Just yeah. horrible display, in my opinion. No, no, no. Yeah, well, well, don't worry about that. That's uh, that's first, first hit out. But... The, the 10 in a row brought back Mark Mildo's. <laughs> I'm just getting back to the um, loose defenders. I understand exactly what you're saying, but it's a fine line between what makes them blokes that do pick off really good defenders, doesn't it? So your mates and your levers, for instance, without being biased, they've become really, really good footballers. They've been long fo- good footballers for a while because of that ability. They uh, yeah. their own man and then they uh, pick off. So yeah, yeah, yeah but they need, they need the pressure forward up the field, Billy. As soon as that drops off and they don't get that and then they're exposed as a one-on-one defender and they can't make up the ground because they're playing off their man, mm-hmm. then that's when you can drive a bus through the defence. Thank you, Billy. The number one example for me is the five-time All-Australian Tom Stewart, mm-hmm. right? I watch the Cats all the time, you know, when for commentary and you're there. And he's nearly the first player I go to. I go, right, what, what, what are opposition going to do? With? And this is not a this is not a uh, knock on Tom. Mm. Tom deserves to be a five-time All-Australian and could defend one-on-one as well as anyone in the comp, I'm sure. But he doesn't have to. He doesn't, he doesn't have to. That's not his role. Well, he, he could if he had to. But he, he, yeah, he but gets, that's right. He gets freed up and does what he wants. Yeah, but they want him free like that. Of course they do. They yeah. work to it. And opposition clubs, staggeringly... When you continue to watch it, keep looking at it. But anyway, he, that, that's, that's a bugbear of mine and has been for a long time. And I'm hoping with the Noah Bolter sort of move and the Shea Bolton more time down there that those sorts of things are going to be make it hard. They're going to go, okay, if I am going to do that, then there might be a price to pay somewhere down. We'll come back with more. We'll uh, talk about the Hawks and where they sit with their speaking about players that go down and where it leaves them on the other side. Breakfast with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. Oh, it's great to have you with us. Footy's not too far away. I think you get a great idea of how a club rates their lists clearly by the way they target uh, recruiting in the off-season. So if you remember the uh, the premiership window, which um, was just compulsory, mm. it was all about Port's defence and their mm. inability to get themselves into that right-hand corner. So they go and mm. get Radigalia, get Zerk Thatcher, Shore it up. Well done. That's okay. Can I just make one point about this? The window? Right? 
No, no, not your window. Oh. That's okay. But everybody in football, will tell you, it's not about necessarily your back six. It's the way no, no. and the mentality of the yeah. team. There are teams out there that might have a really good back six, but they may have def- they may have midfielders or they may have forwards who are not prepared to put the pressure on when the ball no, that, has turned over a, or looks to turn over. Very good point. And but, the midfielders never get into the right spots to defend correctly, which means that the ball is carried from one end of the ground to the other end too easily. And therefore, the defenders are left. Good point. Having stranded, said that, they were very undermanned in their back half. Port Adelaide. They've done Trent McKenzie on big key forwards. Realise that a deficiency. Go and get Radaglia. Go and get Zerk Thatcher. Fix it. Well, not fix it. Potentially fix it. So Hawthorne also in the off season went hard at Radaglia and, mm. and went hard at Ben Mackay. So they also know that they've yep. got some deficiencies. They want to free Sicily up and let him play the way he plays. So that young man by the name of James Blank, he was very much. Uh, integral to the way they're going to set up. This is Sam Mitchell on their key defenders on the Your Coach podcast before the really sad injury to Blank on the weekend. When you look at our list profile, key defender is something that we'd be looking for. So a key defender is something that would give us a little bit um, of, of, a, of an area that we looked for and we didn't, we didn't land this year. But I'm still really pleased with the defence. I mean, we obviously have Sis and, and Josh Weddle that we mentioned. I think Blanky, I think Sam Frost still plays a really important role for us from a leadership perspective. You know, Blake Hardwick going out of there does challenge us from a leadership leadership point of view. So I think, you know, the tall key forwards last year we did struggle with and they kicked a few goals against us at different times. But what I do hope is that we have sorted out a few of those um, rumblings and that we are better for it by having a bit better team system around it. So a little challenge, oh, not a little one, a big one, James mm. Blank, who was, you know, put in and penciled, not penciled, written in uh, pen, I would imagine, to be one of those players. It's not going to be there for the year, and we th- we uh, feel for him. Nothing worse than doing all the hard work and on the eve of a season going down. But Ethan Phillips gets his opportunity, and we're going to have a chat with that young man at uh, just after the eight thirty news. And what a what a thrill it is, and what a thrill it is for all those SSP players who got um, uh, listed over the weekend. Magpies have done it again. They've added another three wisp on the back of the Oleg Markov success. Well, they've taken fresh too. I took fresh, your yes, man, the yeah. number 32. Yeah, he's had another cra- – good. I, I, I love the fact that this kid's having a real crack. So who, he's who gone are from, you talking about? Uh, uh, Josh Eyre. So he's gone from Essendon to St Kilda, had, an ham- like had a, a, a terrible injury at that time when a decision was probably going to be made about whether or not they put him on the list or they didn't. And then he's ended up at Collingwood and, and finally got a crack at it. Had another injury as well, but he's had a crack at it. So – that's great. He's got he's got great desire to want to play AFL football, and let's just hope that he has an ounce of luck and he makes it. What number? Given that Essendon gave him one of their most famous numbers, probably top three of all time in thirty-two. What number will he get at? Um, oh, top two. Who else is more famous than you? What number will Collingwood give him if that's the sort of numbers that he's demanding? Well, what number did Tuddy wear? Number eight. Who's wearing number eight now? Um. Isaac? No, he's three. Isaac, I don't know who is. When you do your homework, you don't mm. call the footy as much as I do. Do you study the numbers at this time of year? No, Get yourself I don't. ready? No, I don't. You know what? I, I, if you were doing this. I need, I, need, I need players to be wearing their numbers so that I can recognise them. I was at, just, uh, just on Collingwood, just briefly, I was at uh, their training on Friday, Friday morning, watching them train yep. and the defenders bringing the ball out and that type of thing. I mean, they are a well-oiled machine. Slick. Yep. They know, slick. Yep, they know. And they've got, they've got great – this is something we never talk about when we're talking about defences, but they've got great speed in their back half as well. So those guys can play 
a reasonable amount of give their direct opponent a reasonable amount of room, knowing that they can gobble up that distance. Mm. Which you know, when you're coming down the field, you're looking up and you're thinking, okay, well, I can hit that target there. Well, they cover that ground extremely quickly. Lockie Sullivan, uh, Dogs VFL captain, Jack Bytel from the Saints joins your man Fresh Air at Collingwood. Ethan Phillips, who we're going to chat to, the best defender they say in the VFL. He's going to join us. My Kelty Lafau, Lafu, Lafau, Lafau. Lafau? I think it might be. I didn't be, hear the interview with the boys yesterday. I think it might be Lafau. I'm excited about this. I, I loved watching him run around. It was only a small little cameo of about 15, 20 minutes where he just was involved with everything. Looked like he wanted to hit a body, kicked a goal, sat Jake Lever on his backside at one stage. Um, just I, I walk, mm. That's the one I walked away from thinking, boy, Jingo. And he the did, Tigers understandably signed him. I, I loved what I saw with him. Well, he was, on a, um, he was on a Melbourne Storm development squad. Yes. And he didn't start playing AFL football until late in his teens. Okay. So did he, did he look like... Somebody that started their AFL career late or not? No, that just looked like he's looked like a physical player who enjoyed being where the, where not everyone wants to go, right. and that is slap bang in the middle, <laughs> of it, which I loved. Of and, all the action, a uh, Lockie Schultz is going to wear number eight this year at Collingwood too. That's why you didn't know who was wearing number eight. Uh, I'm pretty good with my numbers. Mm. Tyler Sellers, North Melbourne, kicked 30 goals in the VFL last year from Old mm. Scotch and the Vaffer. He gets an opportunity, so good on Tyler. Well done. And there are others over the summer who, as yet, haven't found... Oh, Marty Hawes on Melbourne's. Oh, yeah. Patrick Voss was picked up. Lockie Bramble and Jeremy Sharp all fine home. So the the bad luck story is Dan McKenzie, who was... He was going to be Gold Coast, then he's going to go Dockers, and so he's flying all over the country. Mm. But um, he did hammy in Intraclub on the weekend uh, at an inopportune time. And... um... Bianco, he wore the number Trent. eight. Trent Bianco wore number eight last year. We should have known that. Well, I love You it. should have known Let's that. Let's start the number game. I love it. The weather update this summer. Be prepared for extreme weather. Going to be a hot three days coming up, Whispers. Yeah, it is. Sign up for the SMS outage alerts at unitedenergy.com.au slash notify. Uh, headed for a top today of 28 degrees. Rob in Strathmore, just quickly, uh, he wants to talk about Jaden uh, Laverde. Good morning, Rob. G'day, boys. Uh, you're talking about Bolter going up forward for Richmond. With Essendon having a lot of talls down back with Reed and uh, Mackay, could Laverty go up forward, uh, Tim? He could. He could go back there. That's where he started his career, Rob. So uh, he's familiar in that part of the ground. Physical? Yeah, well, I think I, – I, I don't know. You tell me. You've been one of the great swingmen of the competition. When you've gone forward to back and you picked up a couple of tricks, do you become a better forward when you go back there than yes. what you were previously? No question. Because you well, learn... You get into the mindset of the defender and then you serve up what they don't want. There you go. It could be. It could be, Rob. Well, Good nice call. wild card, Rob. Toyota, you go in for the running for the Toyota Caller of the Year range, your next Toyota service. The easy way. Book online today. <laughs> Noodles has text through from Hillsville. That's where I was on Thursday. He says, Johnny Noble wears number eight. No, he doesn't, Noodles. No, he wears number Johnny nine. No, Johnny Noble wears nine. Lockie Schultz is going to wear number eight. I always stand in next to... Isaac Quainer. Quainer. How tall do you reckon he is? I'd say he would be 189. I'll give you another guess. Well, what is he? <laughs> I'll give you no, one more. I think I'm no, right. It's, it's lower, I think I'm right. It's lower than 189. Oh, is he? 185. Yeah. 180. 180? In He is listed as 180, and I'm not going to disagree with that because the wisp was looking down at him. <laughs> What's the wisp? 
I wasn't actually going to ask him. That was a question I had. I was me. surprised at how short he was. Really? Because well, he doesn't look like that when he's out there playing, does he? He's powerful. He's just signed he, a new five Oh, no, he's a powerful. He's one of my favourite players. Is he? He is one of my favourite players. Can we players have your top five favourites? Well, I'll get to that later. For but the, he is one of my, he is my, my top digis? five players in the competition. Not, not best five. My, my favourite player because your... of the way he plays. Well, I don't care. I don't, mm. You can put it the way he looks. You can put yeah, whatever, anyway. the way yeah. he kicks it. Yeah. I want your five favourites. I can give you my five favourite, but I just need to spend a little bit more time I will, thinking I'll about I'll do my five Have too. you got one off the top of your head? Um, favourite? Yeah. Lockie Whitfield. Right. Uh, see, I, I'm, a, I'm, a fa- I'm a fan of uh, Toby as well. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. He's one of my five well, top favourites. It goes without saying that the Bond, one of my, is my, mm. my pen pal. Yeah. Have you written him any fresh uh, correspondence over the summer months, or is that just private he, and confidential? He knows it'll be coming in the week leading up to the first game. Right. Where it matters most. Toby and I are just moving. Well, I can't really talk about it because we're just getting closer and closer <laughs> as time passes. All right. Let's get uh, let's get uh, Sam Edmund in, who's been doing outstanding work on this radio station. Mm. The Taron Thomas situation is comp. Well, there are some complexities. I've got some questions which I don't know the answer to, so yep. um, that's why I'm getting Sammy in before we discuss it at greater length. So we'll take mm. a break. We're here. Book online for the best rates. Melbourneairport.com.au and SEM Breakfast powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Sam Edmund, after break. Breakfast with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. Great to have you with us. All the five favourite players coming up out of eight o'clock. This is not best players. This is not. No. This is not most skilled. This is just your favourites. I met one of my new favourites uh, last week too. Just, I'm not easy to win over, as I've told you just many wait, times. Just wait. <laughs> and we can't go from anyone from our own club for that person who said, I'll put Clary Petrarca, May Fritz, and you. No, you got to outside your own club. That's right. And Isaac Quainer smelt great the other day. Did he? Was what, was he go, what was he going with? Uh, he didn't have some wood wood on, did he? No, there's sort of like a bit of blackberry about it, I think, and a bit of wood. His motto is? And a bit of spice. Smell good, good. Smell good. Play good. Feel good. Play good. That's, that's his motto. <laughs> Hello, Sammy. Well, hello, Gary. No, can't nothing smell. here. I can't smell Is that you? why the whisper's furiously pouring through the AFL well, season guide here? The, to do oh, I want to make sure that I don't miss anyone. Well, if important. I just said to you quickly off the top, who's your favourite player in the comp? Well, who I love favourite. watching. My instinctive first thought as you were talking about favourite. them, Shea Bolton. I right. love watching Shea Bolton. Oh, he's in rare nick on the weekend. Uh, righto, let's get stuck into it. Taron Thomas, we've yeah. saved Taron for you, which is, um, I think it's in the news sphere right now, so that's why we've saved it. And we've got some questions, so sure. where's it sit? Okay, so North Melbourne's Taron Thomas. Where it sits is, Gary, he's facing a long-term, and I would have thought potentially career-ending ban from the game. I was in touch with the AFL, North Melbourne, and Thomas's management both before and after Tom Morris's report yesterday because... There is a widespread feeling that Thomas is staring down the barrel of a sanction that will see him sidelined for many months. Now, Tom's report specifically stated that Thomas had received an 18-week suspension from the AFL. He later wrote that the AFL commission had approved the penalty and that it would be served in its entirety. Now, as we said last night on Sports Day, we can only present the facts as best as we understand them. So as we sit here this morning, right here, the situation is this. An AFL spokesman repeatedly maintained that the AFL Commission had ratified, had not ratified a decision yesterday, and he stated, the investigation is ongoing, we haven't made a final determination yet. North Melbourne multiple times assured me that the investigation is ongoing and that they have been told nothing. And the Taron Thomas camp, 
His management company, Players Inc., stressed that the investigation is ongoing and that they've been informed of nothing regarding a sanction. Now, it has been widely expected for some time that he's facing a lengthy suspension under something like the AFL's all-encompassing bringing the game into disrepute or conduct unbecoming. Thomas and his legal team, we know, faced the two hours of questioning recently by the AFL Integrity Unit after the new allegations of inappropriate behaviour. Now, I've been told this inappropriate behaviour, the new allegations relate to text messages or social media messages of a disturbing nature towards women, but this is repeat behaviour, given he was suspended by the ruse 12 months ago over what was described as serious and confronting threats of violence towards women. More females then came forward with their own specific allegations Last year, he was put through all the stringent respect and responsibility education programs. He was twice stood down by the club. And Thomas's take-up of these education programs have repeatedly not been to the level that North Melbourne would have liked. So this all goes into the mix to create an environment where it's been known that a long suspension is coming, nothing financial, purely uh, missing from the game. He hasn't been in any of the broadcast promo shoots that North Melbourne have done, hasn't been in their team photo shoots either, has been suspended from the club for a period of time. He's out of contract at the end of 2024 He's contracted this year for reportedly, I don't know, if six to seven hundred thousand, somewhere in that vicinity. Six to eight, I read somewhere, but they're on the hook. For, I read the they're on the hook for another eight months of is his this salary. Is an out though? Yeah. Is it? Would this be an out if it's a suspension of the magnitude that's been bandied around? In terms of him being deregistered from the game, I think that the AFL have that in their powers. Now, the AFL Players Association would clearly have a say in that as well. But, I mean, even if you go back to long-term suspensions from the game, I mean, Ben Cousins was stood down from the from the game for a year. James Hurd as well served 12 months. I'm not sure a deregistering would apply here. Now, mm. he would have to, the player would have to agree to a severance package of sorts if it got to that. I don't know Taron Thomas' state of mind over what he wants to get out of the rest of his career. He turns 24 in, I think, five days' time. Number eight draft pick, the talent unquestioned. Clearly everything off the field now um, is of a, of a, a serious concern. So that's where it sits at the moment. Clearly uh, there is a long suspension coming. It might be 18. It might be eight. In the end, it might not even matter. Even the idea of a fine was tabled yesterday. By? By people I spoke to. Right. Mm. You think he could be fined as well? There could be a fine okay. involved well, in this as well. That's, yeah. that's a fair uh, end of the spectrum. Fine or 18 weeks? No, no, no. I'm not saying a fine as well or as, 18 weeks. Uh, I'm saying a fine so, and a suspension from the game as well. Right. Oh, can I just ask you, to whether it's eight weeks or 18 weeks, does it really – clearly North Melbourne now, I mean, the time has probably come, but would another club – with all the risk associated with bringing someone in um, whose treatment of women has been questioned, to say the least, would you envisage a world where another club would give him another chance if it got to that? Yep. Yep. Really? What he needs, to, what, what I think he needs to do is, uh, and if you separate the two in his behaviour in football, you need, he needs to go away. He needs to acknowledge that he needs help in this area. He needs to go away. He needs to get help in this area. He's had that, it's had all that put to him. He's had, no, that, I, I, he's had that opportunity I know, multiple, multiple times. I know, times. but what you said there is the most interesting thing, and that is that he didn't do what he was required to do, or North Melbourne didn't think that he did or take it as seriously as he needed mm. to. So not learning the This lesson. may be the kick in the pants that he needs that then serves him well so that he can go away from the game. He needs to worry about himself, and he needs to improve his behaviours and recognise his behaviours get some help in that area, mm. prove to other AFL clubs, okay, that he has been serious about this, he has matured, he has changed his behaviours, and then somebody might give him the yeah. opportunity to come back in. We've seen a lot of different people go out of the game and come back into the game after getting help. Kane mentioned, Why are you looking at me like Kane that, Kane mentioned Tyson's single yesterday as a yeah. pretty good example. Different. 
uh, very different situation. Different okay, caught with some illicit substances on his person. I mean, and he's not a problem gambler either. We're talking about respect towards women in, in an organisation or a football club or a, or a business whereby a large portion of the membership base is female. In fact, people sitting on the board obviously are, are female. Are you saying that they wouldn't allow him back into the game AFL clubs? No, I'm wondering whether the other 17 clubs would be willing to take a risk because it's it's eyes wide open here. Not, Everyone, this, not this year. I think Tim's right. No, I'm saying take year. it. I'm, no, I'm talking yeah, next year. Yeah, if you to come out of the game for twelve because months. if he were if he were to transgress again in the future, would you agree that a large percentage, if not all, the blowback would then come back on the club for the risk that that they have taken? Yeah, possibly, possibly. But let's just put this out there: he is an extremely talented player too, and everybody out there is trying to secure talent. If you're, Which if you're, you're not saying, saying is the right thing. No, no, way. no. I'm just saying that somebody the will reality. throw a hook out there at some right. point. Is that the right thing to do? Yeah, if they're satisfied. I think everybody deserves a second chance, a third chance, okay. and the ability to go away and rehabilitate themselves from whatever it might be, prove that they have changed their behaviours, and then for somebody then to take a chance on them. And you may well be right, if it even gets to this. The only reason I disagree is we go back to the last trade period where he was raised in trade conversations. Now, a number of clubs considered trading for Taron Thomas, but even then thought, is it worth the risk? Probably not for us. We don't don't need that where we're at at the moment. So not convinced. And then the new allegations. That he's he's changing or shows any inclination to want to change his behaviours. And then come the new year, of course, we learn of the new allegations as well. So that's where we sit. Can I, this is one, again, I don't raise this because, well, I do want to raise it because I don't know the answer to it. So Marlon Pickett has also got a case hanging over his head at the moment, which is, I looked it up, so correct me if I'm wrong, but aggravated burglary, commercial burglary, $300,000 plus, plan to transport money across country. Now, mm. how much of that? Is him or how much it's guilt by association? I've got no idea. But where does that sit in terms of the AFL's attitude to a player playing and continuing to play? Oh, so your question is why is Marlon Pickett allowed to keep playing well, well, just, and Taron Thomas not? Yeah, well, he's been he's been charged. Yeah, he's set back in court on March the first. He's facing twelve charges. The case has been adjourned. So clearly, this is before the courts at the moment. Um, he was granted bail. So. I'm no legal expert, but when you are granted bail, you are free to go about so your the day-to-day life. Presumed, yes, and innocent until yep. proven guilty. And notwithstanding the fact they are extremely serious charges. Now, this relates to a string of currency exchange robberies uh, and burglaries at commercial properties across late 22, early 2023. And he also stands accused, Marlon Pickett, of being part of a plan to transport the money across Australia in a camper van. He was arrested, you'll remember, when Richmond went over to play the Fremantle Dockers, I think, in Perth in the middle of last year. Mm. But he was granted bail. So this is before the court. So uh, one's an AFL issue specifically when it comes to Taron Thomas, if you're asking me the difference. And the other one is in the courts at the moment. And I'm imagining the AFL will just sit back and let the legal process run its course. So if the Taron Thomas situation was before the courts... And it has been over time. Right. It has been over time yeah. with the, you know, um, the specific charge was threatening to distribute an intimate image, I think, which was yeah. downgraded. And the magistrate, um, while speaking in severe terms around that, uh, he had no case to answer from a, from a rep, um, from a jail point of view, obviously. So that's where that sits at the moment. I, I would have, why, why it lies only with the AFL when, with, in this latest allegation that we get this question all the time, why did the complainants not go to the police? I can't answer that. Only to say that this is an AFL issue at the moment. It's going through their through their processes. Well, under, the, a, under the NRL rules, though, the Marlon Pickett situation, because it carries a penalty or a jail term, I think I read somewhere between 10 and maybe 15 years, really? that particular charge. 
He would be stand. He would be stood yeah, down. Yeah, difference not? in the policies there. Yeah. No fault. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, policy. This is the confusion. Is, it, yep. is that so? Marlon, this is a text. Marlon's been charged. No charge against Taron. Explain mm. to me the difference. Mm. Well, one one is before the legal system right. as we know it, and the other one is not. Right. Um, it's probably as simple a way as I can explain it. What how it's got to this? I mean, we know how Marlon Pickett's got himself before the courts. That's straightforward. Why Taron Thomas is. He's not before the police. Um, I can't answer that. No. Lou's in East Melbourne uh, on this topic before we move on. Go, Luke. Okay, day, guys. How are you going? Good, thanks. Uh, during this process with Terence Holmes, I just want to know, has he, his contractual obligations, in other words, he's, he's paid, is, is that continued? Uh, yeah, I think yep. it is. I think it is, Lou. Yeah, he would he would continue while he's training and preparing away from the club. He would continue to receive his uh, his base wage, his salary, as per the the final year of his contract. That's correct. Okay, so in my world, if if I was up for charges like this in a workplace, a I'd be sacked first of all, and second of all, um, say like a police officer or someone like that, probably be stood down without pay. I yeah. mean, he's not going to learn and he's not going to go to those classes or whatever if he's still getting paid. Oh, that's the way I see it. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just the way I see it. I don't think – I think he's just been, you know, just had a soft life in terms of money and he's not going to learn. All right, Luke, appreciate mm-hmm. that. Um, I'm not sure that he's had a soft life when you no. delve into the background of uh, Taron Thomas. Last one here, just uh, just on this. From Emma in Brunswick, and this is the consideration, absolutely. Uh, honestly, as a woman and a dedicated footy fan, I wouldn't buy my club's membership if they mm. recruited Taron Thomas. And, and that's sort of what I'm getting at, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, but anyway, we can agree to disagree. Uh, at the end of the day, it's just a great shame that Taron's found himself in this position. Mm. Uh, we'll take a break, Sammy. I'm not sure how much more time. We might have to hold you over and get your five favourite players. Um, we'll take a break. <laughs> Sam Edmonds back up. Look at the wisp scribbling away here. Breakfast with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. And Sam Edmund is here. Yeah, the favourite five. Not the best five, the favourite five. I'm down to 13. Not sure I'm going to get down to five. Uh, Sammy? Jake Stringer always the source of a lot of conjecture, isn't he, leading into a season? We know that. Particularly a season in which he's out of contract. Now, he's... Best is among the best. He's worst among the worst, all with a level of preparation and professionalism, I suppose, that's been questioned. The comments of Brad Scott in The Age today, I would have thought were the most transparent yet in terms of how the coach, uh, in this case Brad Scott, and the club view the player. Now, Brad Scott told Jake Noel that it was unrealistic to expect Jake Stringer to become a 10 out of 10 professional footballer. He said there are things that are non-negotiables in the modern game. You can't just have flashes of brilliance then not do the other things that are required as part of the team. He needs to uphold his end of the bargain. And so Jake's had a lot to deal with as well. They're not excuses, but they are reasons. And he goes on to discuss the mental health side of things and his injuries. But he says, my job is to get the most out of every player on the list. And if we can move Jake, if we can just nudge him in the right direction and make him significantly better, but we're not going to turn him into a 10 out of 10. Concession. That's a fair concession. So is that understanding your player and all players are different so. or that in professional sport, why shouldn't he apply himself 10 out of 10? Well, I'm sure he aspires to be, but I guess what the coach is saying, the reality is possible for a whole host of reasons, whether they be physical, mental or otherwise, that our expectation is if we can get you to a regular eight. And he's an eight uh, out of 10 Jake Stringer better than a 10, 10 out of 10 someone else. Well, if, he get, if they get into a regular eight, he'll have five 10 out of 10s. Mm-hmm. Nice um, nice to have you in. I know you desperately want the favourite five. Tell me your favourite. You'll have to be listening. Our five favourites. What a tease. Coming up 
after eight. Breakfast with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. Well, the music no. survives. It survives into another hour. The team hasn't done his job properly. At least put some options up. I will. I will. I well, how long do you need? Well, I gave you a week. I left it to Brooke because I oh, thought that it was... It, 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 one it of was, the best producers in the business. It was, it was time that he had a win and he wanted to push that music and I thought, okay, well, I'll let it go. But the peoples have spoken. And I'm not warming to it either. So by this time next week, we should have a new track. Sam Edmund uh, has left the building desperately waiting for your five favourite players. Ethan Phillips, the Hawthorne recruit that they hope will fill the hole that James Blank's injury leaves. He's going to join us. Good story. Really good story. Our man may have run into the family celebrating his mm. um, ascension onto the list. It's very rare that somebody here makes international news or leads the international yeah. news cycle Except for you. You've Ringer. done it on a couple of occasions. Ringer. I can't remember when. Ringer. I oh, hear Ringer stuff. That's right. Saddam. But Andy Ma, Andy, Ma famously, Andy Ma famously said last week that uh, his man, his man, his insider soccer mm-hmm. man, says that Ange Postacoglu has been approached by Liverpool beyond his way to Liverpool being the manager, right? So this made international news. And so, of course, Ange got asked the question about this. He said pretty much it's news to him. Okay, so... My question to you, Andy Marr, given that um, he's not one for hyperbole, he's not one to go to air with something (laughs) without having done extensive research into it, Mm -hmm. should he stand his ground here and say, no, that's fact. Of course, that's what Ange has to say under these circumstances. Well, I'm a massive fan of Andy and he is- Well, he co-wrote your book. That's right. And he, he knows more about soccer than I would know in a lifetime. So- I would expect him to come on today and double down. Or or he might or, have already done that. He may have. I didn't I wasn't able to hear yesterday or he would issue a sincere apology. Mm. It's one or the other, is it in your mind? Well, he either doubles you're down. You're telling me the story. No, he either doubles down or he apologizes. I think so. Wouldn't you? And probably gaze at the same time or double down. <laughs> well, if you believe in your source, yeah. Then you you double down on it. That's like Tom Morris yesterday. If you believe in your source, okay, he goes categorically that he's got an eighteen week penalty. Yeah. And if somebody says to him, "Well, hang on a minute," North Melbourne are saying no. His management's saying no. The AFL is saying no. It hasn't been decided yet. You have to stick to your guns and double down on what it is that you've already gone to air with. No, I don't know anything about that story. All I know is I'm back in Andy. You're back. Okay, I'm back in Andy too. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No. I'm asking you the question. You're I'm trying so- to paint it. You're, you're, no, I said you double got, down. You've gone to Torbins, you've got a big big <laughs> pot of paint, and you've handed a brush, and you're trying to paint him into a corner. And trying. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> you have. You hey. paint, you flop, slop, slop, I was slopping a big, the paint on. I was a fan of Andy's before you were a fan of Andy's. No, you I know you've still got some issues with some of what he put in the book that you didn't find proofread. <laughs> He was disappointed in that book, I've got to tell you. <laughs> no, I don't know how to break this to you, but what? he was disappointed. Well, he wanted more. But he said, oh, look, here's a good story. And you tell him all this great stuff, and then it's, but then you'd say to him, but you can't put that in the book. No, because then he'd, then he'd start talking about it for three days, and I couldn't, I couldn't move on to the next chapter. No, what right? if I find the manuscript and I re-release the book as the stuff that wasn't in Gary's first autobiography? <sighs> No, wouldn't be Would as, that be a bestseller now or not? It wouldn't be as interesting as Whippy Watson, which may be making a comeback in some way, shape or form. More news on that later. Righto, just a little bit of uh, light-hearted stuff. No, this is not light-hearted. No, it's not This goes to the heart. It's a of, bit of serious. <laughs> this goes to the heart of how you and I see the game yeah. 
and what it is about somebody that attracts us to the game, yeah. and in particular to them. And not the best. No. This is not the best. These are our no. favourites. No. And we've had to take Bontempelli, Marcus, and Green Toby out. Do you know because what I've they, just discovered? They stand above everyone else because they're our pen pals. You say stand above. I've just discovered that I haven't got a player on my list that stands above 180 centimetres tall. Well, that's good. I like it. Do you want to go one for one or do you want to do your five? Okay, I've already done my first one. Who? Isaac Quainer. You've got Isaac Quainer in? Yep. Okay. Who have you got? Well, I've told you Lockie Whitfield. Okay. My turn? Caleb Sarong. Caleb Sarong's one of your favourite players in the competition. 100%. Is he? Yeah. He that is. means every time Fremantle are on, you gotta, you're drawn to the television. I love Caleb Sarong. Okay. I love, but, okay, what is your criteria for players that. I just you, told you. When, the, when they're on the TV, you go and sit down and watch. But what, no, hang on. But what is it that you want to watch about them? Well, that's in the eye of the beholder. That, but that's, my, that's what I'm asking you. Give me some detail. I like flair. I like tough. I like hard. I like skill. All those things. Yeah. yeah. Lockie Whitfield's got all that. No, no, he's got he's got all that. He's got all that. But would he Left be... Left and right side, unbelievable runner, athletic, tough, hard. See, I'm looking at my players that I've listed here. Well, it's not who's best players. No, these no, are no. Favorites. No, these aren't the best players. But I would think because of the criteria that I've attached to all this, I would think these players are favourites with the, the fans of the team as well this... because they're not the best player... But they see that well, when Caleb's they go out there, when they go out there and play, they give a ten out of ten effort performance well, each and every I week. I have the beholder. I oh, don't no, pick your second pick. Well, that was Caleb Sarong. Oh, who's have yours? you done two? Yeah, I've done two. My second pick, Lizard Blakey, one of my all-time favourites. In fact, I put the lizard on the map. What's wrong with that? Nothing. You like lizard? No, I like him. Well, why are you screwing your face up? I didn't screw my face up. Yes, you did. I thought that you'd taken this down a mirth, a mirth street. Everyone knows how much I love the lizard. Okay. My my third one. I'm in front, by the way. Yes. And I saw this little bloke when I was at Richmond the other oh, day. Yeah, for a lot. And he had a big smile on his face. I liked him. This is the first time I've actually met him Who? face to face outside of talking to him on the radio. Who? And I liked him even more. Liam Baker. Oh, yeah. No, no argument. Your third pick. No argument from me. Well, I've got someone of similar likability and plays in a similar vein. Tom Atkins. Love Tom Atkins. Love him. Good pick. That is a good pick. That's what we're talking I about. I thought you were going to say Tom Papley, but Tom Atkins is a good pick. He was on my list. Of my man. fourth. Yep. Sam Powell Pepper. Sam Powell Pepper? Mm. I've never heard you talk about him. No, I never have. We can't be your favourite. You made that up. How went, can he be your favourite if you haven't spoken about him? Because I went through my list, and this is the idea. The whole idea of this conversation is players who you really love watching play. I had to sit and think about it. I went through all the teams. He is one of the players because of the same reason I've picked these other players. He Top. gives he gives everything yes. of himself I've when never, he plays. I've never heard you talk about him once. He has a crack, a real crack. I love watching what, him play. Maker, but you're trying to get. Some, I'm not trying to. Trying I'm to not get trying some to Port Adelaide votes. That's what you go. If you go, are you interviewing Ken soon? Are you going over to Port Adelaide? Take this seriously. I'll not take it. At all. <laughs> oh, I'll show you how serious I am. This is a new entry into my favourite players. Mm -hmm. Connor Iden. Yeah, good pick. Love him. Good pick. Fell in love with him even more during the finals when I watched him up close. Loved him. 
Good pick. Now, this pick is a bit... This is your last one. This is my last pick, okay? And I have to put a rider on this one, right? Because I actually met him the other day for the first time, right? And Mm. I've I've watched him play, and I really love the way that he plays. But added to that, he's got a big, big personality. Right. And he and the Wish had a great chat up there on the Gold Coast on Thursday. And he, by the Gold Coast. he won me over. God help me. He won this me will over. Be good. This you know, will be he's good. the type of bloke I would think he'd be very, very popular in the rooms. If this is the bloke I think you're going with. Go on. Ben Ainsworth. You said this bloke said good day to me. I didn't even know who he was. Did you not say that to me? I didn't say that. You did so. You're making that up. You're making that up. Righto. That is uh, my fifth one, by Mm. the way, was Brody Majacek. Yeah, you've always spoken highly of him. Let's go through your five again. And then 04-3-9-8-11-16-1-300-736-736. Who's your favourite? Not not just best. Who's the tallest of those five? They're all shorties, aren't they? Quainer. Ainsworth, Sarong, Baker, and Pal Pepper. Go, th- give me your five again. Whitfield, Blakey, Iden, Majacek, and Tom Atkins. Hmm. That's a um, that's a Eclectic. Uh, a real mix, yeah. A, a real mix. You've got a you've got a certain style. Um, Braden Maynard. Did you have unluckies? I had a lot of them. Yeah, there's a lot of unluckies. I had Braden Maynard. I had Sam Walsh. I wanted Sam Walsh in. I had to choose between Quainer and uh, Maynard. I did, couldn't have two pies in there. I had um, uh, Took Miller. Love him. Zach Butters. Yeah, yeah. Love him. Yeah. Elliot Yo. Love him. Uh, Matthias Philippou. He's coming with a rocket, but you've got to narrow it down to five. Mm. Um, g- give us yours. Please, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Call through. You might be in the running for a magnificent Toyota Hilux. Or oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. 16 SEM Breakfast. Book online for the best rates. Melbourneairport.com.au. And we're powered by Kubota. When you see uh, Liam Baker in the flesh, he's a – like what he does is marvellous. Like it is exceptional. When you see him and how – how small he is in stature. Oh. And then you watch him play and the influence he has and what he does and how he gets around the field. Yeah. Yeah, he's extraordinary the way that he plays. Yeah. No, I think that's an inspired uh, – he, he could have easily been in mine. I, I like Brent Daniels from – I like a lot of Gold Coast. Mm. I like, mm. I'm a bit of a GWS. I've, your Gold Coast – Have they won you over, have they? Well, I haven't been up there like you and, and been taken out for dinner and fed wine and then flown up, but I, I like them. I like them a lot. Um, we'll come back with uh, your suggestions on the other side of the break. Breakfast with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. Great to have you with us. Am I on? Yeah, you are. And you're loud. We're doing questions without notice. You're loud in my ear. Yeah. Mm. Uh, not up to the age of fifty, Bradley. Uh, you got to go and do some homework, young fella. Trying to be a smarty pants. Um, the top five. Just run through your favourite five again. Whiskers. My five: Isaac Quainer, yep. Ben Ainsworth, yep. Caleb Sarong, Liam nice. Baker, and Sam Palpepper. Love them. I've got uh, Whitfield, Tommy Atkins, Brody Mychek, Connor Iden, and the Lizard Blakey. And lots of people send them through their nominations. So. Uh, my five favourites, Shea Bolton, Took Miller, Nat Fife, Liam Baker, Cosie Pickett. That's Mark. Toby Green is a can't miss favourite. You couldn't have Toby because you're related. He's my favourite favourite. Jai Newcomb, come with a bullet. Uh, I'm an unabashed pies man, but my top five non-mag pies are Luke Parker. It's a good, this is a good mm-hmm. list. Toby Green, the Bont. I couldn't have the Bont because the same. Jeremy Cameron and Lockie Neal.
That's Chris. That's a good fight. Hey, um, something just extraordinary. What happened? Because I've got something that ex- unbelievable that happened to me during the break. Well, yeah, unbelievable. I had un- I had extraordinary. Mm. I don't. Let's see who you wins go first out. with the extraordinary. My mum, mm. Bev, mm. who's age seventy nine, just texted me and said, "Very excited. Got Wordle first go." Wow, that's a good effort. That is unbelievable. That's that's extraordinary. I don't want. I don't want to take the gloss. I think that's extraordinary. I don't want to take the gloss off Bev, but that's just luck. That's just luck. How do you know? Because anybody that gets Wordle first up, it's just a lucky word that you put in. Good for seventy nine. That's unbelievable. That's um, I, this is unbelievable though, because during the break mm-hmm. when you were talking to Josh, Josh I had to go off to Josh Jenkins. Oh, yeah. I had to go off to the men's right. So I go into okay. the men's into the uh, the urinal, the urinal, yes. and. The door is closed on one of the cubicles, right? Oh, always is. And then, and you'll be able to explain why, but then I hear this soaring sound going on, like a, a saw. What do you think's going <laughs> <laughs> What? Someone's soaring in the cubicle. Soaring. The door shut. The, make the noise for me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't go in there at eight thirty. Think they'll still be soaring? <laughs> That's not as unbelievable as getting word off. No, nah, you're right. You're right. Questions without notice for you, whispers. Yes, I, I have got one. Did Davey Warner picking a fight with New Zealand just to go out on a high? Did yeah, you I think see so. His press conference. I think so. I think it. I think it. I think he needs that negativity around him to get the best performances out of him. Well, he was doing a presser and some bloke asked him something. He goes, "I've played here before. I played with this team, the pink team. You mm. should know that." Mm. And he said, yeah, I get abused by the crowd. And they go, he, he was in a nice, ornery mood. Uh, but, a, but who's the other person in recent times that we learnt this same thing about? Like probably the greatest basketball uh, on the planet Gazy. ever. The other bloke. LeBron. The other one. Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. During his knockout. What do you have to do? He deliberately. He, picked he, a fight. He deliberately picked a fight. And well, here's Davey picking a fight. The crowd, yeah, they got personal, but. If they have to get personal, that's their character. It's not. It's, I just go about my business, but that's upon each individual. If that's what they feel like they have to do, then so be it. You know, if you want to pay your money to come and abuse people, then you know you have to go back and lay in your own bed. We get to play the game of cricket that we love, enjoy, and try and put bums on seats to keep the game um, going. Nice. Yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah. Oh, well, I, I think you're 100 percent right. Um, there was lots of ways that he could have answered. I'm not having a crack, by the way. If no. This is what worked. It's worked for him beautifully. But he could have said, "Ah, oh, listen, this is my last mm. tour. Come mm. on, just mm. this. I'm going out on a high. Let's kiss and make up." But it, no, not for Davy. He likes the narky part of it. He does, I which think. I kind of like as well. Hey, um, Will Parker. What do you know about Will Parker? Very little. You tell me. Well, he was a prodigiously talented young footballer, as I understand it and was a potential top 10 draft pick, but elected to go down the cricket path. Mm. As a leg spinner, I think, and played four shield games for Victoria. He's 21 years of age, and now Collingwood and the Western Bulldogs are circling because he's been overlooked, uh, certainly from the state uh, point of view, and maybe even from his district club. Really talented. We've seen it in the past. So who's got Lockie Keefe on their list? Who's got James O'Donnell on their list? Mm. The Western Bulldogs have plucked a couple of uh, boys that decided to follow cricket first right. and had great success. I think James O'Donnell's going to be a really good player. I like well, I like what he brings to the table. Could this young man, Will Parker, be the next? 
Is he related? He's not a son of Jeff Parker. I think, I think he may be a nephew. Right, because uh, he was a fine cricketer too, Jeff Parker, and then he played AFL football. Jeff Parker played. He played in all the underage teams that I played in. Yep. He, he played when he was about 17. Cricket or football? Cricket. Yeah, uncle, Jeff Parker, yeah. who's also He's the, the list manager yeah. of Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide, Adelaide that's right. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Will Parker is just uh, is looming potentially. That's what's reported. Uh, here's a, a sensitive political question for you. What do you think when you see a senior Australian politician lying drunk on a footpath? What do you think about that? What do I think? Mm. Uh, well, I think... Should he have been stood down, do you think, that particular person? Or do you think, well, maybe there's more to it than that? I'd like to get the full detail, but right. it's not somewhere where I'd like to see the leaders of my uh, country sprawled out on the footpath. What not do you, a good look, is it? What do you think when you see politicians come back from lunch trying to articulate themselves mm. and just slurring their words? Mm. There's only a couple, only a couple of glasses. No, I think you need to understand. Big one, big I think you need to understand how much you can drink and how few glasses of wine it might take before your mind starts to get a little bit scrambled if you're in a position of. Influence and power and seniority. If someone was starting out in the media, what advice would you give them? If they were a caller or a specials or a host or a radio person, what, what would the number one piece of advice you'd have for them? Preparation. Yeah, that's good. It's good advice. Always prepare. That's great. Always, advice. always over prepare. Because there's some and people the other, that just turn up. And the other advice, sometimes somebody said, oh, you know, just be yourself. That's the worst advice you can give some people. Why? <laughs> what depends who yourself is. That's it. Well, that's the point. <laughs> What's well, the best advice you could give somebody? I, I think Because you get a lot of people ringing you wanting to know whether no, they well, can I sit down and have a chat with you. No, well, I think your advice is right at the very top. The other one is to maintain a level of self-awareness. Right. What do you mean by that? Well, just know what you're putting out onto the airways. Hopefully we can do that. And sometimes we go too far with something and we get, we're self-aware enough to pull ourselves up or we get a very pointed message from someone and then we can decide if they're right or wrong. Mm. But you've got to have self-awareness. Mm. You've got to be able to sum up a situation and go, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going too far here or not, you know, whatever the case may be. Not always getting it right, by the right. way. Right. But at least ask yourself the question. Who gave you some good advice when you were coming through the ranks? Bruce. Bruce McAvaney? Yeah. What did he say? Be self-aware. <laughs> Be self-aware <laughs> and prepare. Yeah, Lou Richards gave me some advice once. Oh, he won up me. Lou, yeah. what did he say? Well, you, you should have asked me the question. <laughs> what, Lou, who gave you great advice? Lou Richards gave me some great advice what once. What about? He said, always rehearse and ad lib. <laughs> <laughs> That's great advice. And be, as prepared, I've asked five in a row of questions without notice. Okay, here's a question for you. Okay, mm. I was doing this while I was sitting in the plane heading to the Gold Coast the other day oh, to uh, talk to uh, Dimmer. Okay, so you got three. And I was thinking about uh, Sam McClure talking about the fact that uh, Carlton had the best forward line in the competition. You call, you call him by Johnny. Uh, Johnny calls him. What does he call him? Sam McClure. Sam McClure. Yeah. Okay. So you can ha you can take these are the three top goal kickers for Carlton last year: Kerno, yep. Mackay, and Owies. Right. Owies was third. He was third. So Kerno kicked 81, 44. Mackay kicked 29, 29. Mm -hmm. Owies kicked 27, 12. Right. Yep. Or you can have, so you can have Carlton or you can have Danaher, Cameron, Hipwood, or you can take the Crows. They were the leaders in the competition for goals behind shots of gold. Oh. Walker, and they only played home and away games. Question, Walker, Rankin, or Foggy. Where'd you think this question up? While I was in the plane heading to the <laughs> Jeez, you're bored. I was totally bored. <laughs> 
Right. So they had tw- the, the Crows, those three, and they didn't play finals, right? Yep. They had 264 shots at goal between the three of them. The Lions, Danaher, Cameron, Hipwood had 254 shots. And the Blues, Kerno, Mackay, and always, I know Mackay missed a few games. Right. They had 222. Of the three, of those, who would you take? One, two, and three. Gee whiz. Give me the Adelaide one again. It's Tex. Walker, Rankin, Fogarty. Danaher, Cameron, or Hipwood, or oh. Kerno, Mackay, Owies. I would probably lean to Brisbane first. Okay. Second? And that's with Hipwood needing to – Hipwood's the weaker link of those. Well, you kicked 41. I know, yeah. I know, but he's – Yep, okay. Um, and second, I would probably – well, you, I'd still go Carlton because the two big dogs are the two big dogs. Mm. And uh, then I'd have Adelaide after that. Where, how did you rate them? Good question. Um, you should go on the play more often. <laughs> I would have, I would have Lions one, mm-hmm. Adelaide two, and Carlton three. Right. So you're not you're not believing uh, Sam McClure, who said that if you haven't got them winning the premiership, you don't know what you're talking about. No, but I I just think Mackay, which is I'm sure was Mackay. If if he, we know that he's done work on his kicking, mm-hmm. but if he doesn't kick goals, then it's counterproductive. You can get the ball, but mm. the, the idea is to kick the goal. So he has to improve in that area. I think for them, if we're talking about Harry Mackay at the end of this year and he's kicked 50 plus, then we're probably thinking that Carlton have played off in right. a grand final and Kurnow's still up around the, the have other 70, you 80 mark. got Harry for 50 plus? At this stage, no. I'm backing Harry for 50 plus. Mm-hmm. Based on what? Just a feeling. The Toyota Cooler of the Year is back. It's your chance. To, I'll give you more detail. I've just There's looking, got to be more than a feeling. Well, I've got to get to a break because I want to talk to Ethan Phillips, who's a great story. He's going to be uh, an AFL player, an AFL-listed player. He's going to take the sh- uh, fill the hole left by James Blank. It's a great story. He'll join us in the last half hour. Well, it's been a ripping show, Wispies. Has it? Yeah. Says who? Well, that's a, look, I can, I, I, I'm, I'm self-aware. I've got to, I'm reading the is it Is that coming off the text, is yep, it? Off the temps. Been a ripper show. Off the tempsies. Show me that text message. Given the teams have total control over match sim, are the Pies and the Roos showing initiative with their format? Format. So they're playing 425s, mm. and then they're going to throw in a couple of five-minute scenario-based yep. ones. Great yeah. idea. Do you like that? Yeah, I love that. Great I think, idea. I think it's great. Great yeah. idea. That is the time to practice everything you possibly can. 100%. And under some real pressure, and maybe yeah. with the opposition knowing, not knowing exactly what it is that you're going to do. Gary, I uh, just wanted to point yeah, out that public drunkenness is not an offence anymore. That. You needed to go into the um, the cooler. sober up bin. Yeah, the cooler. That's right. Uh, do you want to take a? I know it's a break, but we've got a. We want a fair bit of time with Ethan Phillips, so let's do that. We suppose the Forty Winks Temper Text oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. The all new Temper Pro Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. Temper mattress like no other. What do you got on today? I've got a lunch on today. Um, I've got a free day. No, I've, well, I've got a couple of things on today. Where are you going for lunch? Oh, it was Fox lunch today. A Fox lunch? I think it is today. Whereabouts? I don't know. Well, you don't know? I wonder if John Brown's going to come down for the lunch. John. Would he be flown down for it or not? Well, Bucks will be there. I'd imagine. Although, Who yeah. do you like to sit next to uh, of all the Fox people when you get to lunch? Not, there's not one person at Fox that I wouldn't like. Oh, actually, there's one. <laughs> Apart from that, I'm happy to sit with it. Can I have a guess? You nearly which, got me. Can I have yeah, a guess? You which nearly one? got me. <laughs> Coxie, go to a break. Let's, <laughs> let's get Ethan Phillips up.
Breakfast with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. Ethan will certainly give everything that he's got within his repertoire and all the attributes which are his intercept marking, reading of the play and clearly he's been able to apply that trade at the VFL and of course he's been able to come in as a pretty much a ready-made player so let's hope he gets an opportunity to do that on the big stage. That's the voice of Gary Ayres talking about all-time favourites. He was one of my all-time favourite players, Whispers, and uh, a coach of great renown through the VFL, knows Ethan Phillips inside out, and at 24 years of age, he gets to live out his dream now as a Hawthorne-listed player. When there's a hard luck story, there's always an upside, and we think of James Blank, but Ethan Phillips is now a Hawthorne player, and he joins us, Ethan. Uh, congratulations. What a feeling. Yeah, morning, boys. Uh, yeah, thanks for that, Gary. Appreciate it, mate. Well, you've you've done, as we just heard from Gary Ayres, and we're looking at your resume, you won the Fothergill Round Mitchell medal back in 2022. Now, that's had Barlow, Hibbard, Kane Lambert, Luke Ryan, Nick Newman all got drafted the year after. You had to wait. Was it a little bit of a nervous wait? Uh, yeah, no, it was. I, I, I was copping a fair bit of uh, crap from a few mates over, over the years, being the one who broke the streak. But uh, I couldn't be happier with how it's all played out, mate. And um, I wouldn't really change a thing, to be honest. I've got an opportunity now and I'm ready to take it. Ethan, congratulations. Just tell us how it all did play out for you and uh, say, the last 24, 48 hours. Uh, yeah, so I think uh, pretty much as soon as Blanky went down with his knee, I think uh, the recruiting team called my manager pretty much straight away and organised a medical whilst the game was still going on and went in for a medical on the Friday. Uh, caught up with the recruiting team on Saturday morning and then Mitch called me Saturday afternoon with the the good news. So it all moves pretty quickly, I guess. And how did that conversation go with you and Mitch? Uh, yeah, he just, just asked me if I... If I, if I wanted to, if I, they've got a spot for me. And, uh, of course, I told them I wanted to. I've been waiting a long time for it. So, yeah, no, it, was, it, was, it was good and exciting news. And there's a little bit of a heads up for you, Ethan. Welcome to the world of um, AFL football. Our spies tell me the Royal Saxon was jumping that night. Not not that you were out, you know, out of line, but the family were very excited. <laughs> yeah, no, it was... Was was a good night. I had a few sherbets with a few of the mates, and uh, big shout out to the big Merv uh, Shannon who uh, owns the Royal Sack. Beautifully and, uh, done. Look at that. <laughs> well, you slip right into it beautifully there, Ethan. <laughs> so, what is it you, as you sort of get your AFL career underway? What is it that excites you most about the opportunity now to be on an AFL list? Oh, I mean, you just, yeah, it's your full-time job, I guess. So, I mean, there's not a lot of excuses now. I get to put my full uh, full effort into it. And um, like I said, I am just really want to prove a lot of people wrong and, and show them that I am good enough to play the level because there's been a lot of doubters over the year. How many knockbacks have you had over the time? And how do you, how have you managed to pick yourself up, dust yourself off and keep going? Um, yeah, it's been, been quite tough at times. Um, you know, obviously... Came close quite a few times with mid-season drafts and um, end-of-season drafts. But, um, you know, my old man, he's, he's been really good to me. and He's always told me to, to stuck, uh, stick at it and eventually it will pay off. And then, you know, as he mentioned earlier, you know, obviously it was terrible with Blanky going down. Um, I've obviously shattered for him. You don't wish anything like that on a on a bloke on the eve of the season. But, um, like, it's funny how footy works and here's my opportunity. 
And were there any broken promises in all that? You talk about almost getting on lists along the way. Did you feel at some stage that you'd been promised a list and it didn't eventuate? Ah, uh, yeah. I don't want to name names, but there have been certain clubs over the years who have uh, mentioned a few things. But I don't know. That's just them trying to test a few blokes out. But um, I guess it just added a bit of uh, fuel to the fire. We're speaking with Ethan Phillips, who's uh, been put onto the Hawthorne list. He's a Hawthorne player now, and we're excited about it. We like to find out a bit more about these boys before they run around. You, were, My spies tell me mm. that you were carrying a little bit extra weight in this last match. Nothing to do with your physical form, but the number 60 was weighing you down a bit. Now, surely they're not going to make you run around the 60. <laughs> no, no. I didn't mind it. I've had a few boys actually um, text me about that, but I've uh, I've just been issued number thirty-seven. So, Angelekas um, um, come Friday. Yes, yes. They uh, maybe do a little bit of research. So Josh Weddle did a nice uh, nice work in that last year, and Ned Reeves before him. So um, I mean, yeah, they've got good careers ahead. So hopefully, they can follow suit with them. Nice work. And um, one hundred ninety-eight centimeters and ninety kilograms. So. You would have been following footy for, I'm, I'm assuming you're, you're a watcher. And who amongst the group of big key forwards that you may come up against are you most looking forward to the challenge? Um, probably Tom Hawkins or maybe Tom Lynch. They would be, uh, they'd be two of the, probably the biggest names still kicking around. And obviously they're still in great form. So I'd love an opportunity to, to play on them, especially Tomahawk on the uh, the Easter Monday game. That's that's one game I definitely want to put my best foot forward to try play. Hey, I love that. But also, mm-hmm. you've just given us a headline: Phillips slams Charlie Kuno is not in top two. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's definitely uh, Charlie, but in terms of uh, what, getting the runs on the board, I think uh, Tommy Lynch and Tom Hawkins have got the uh, the credits in the bank. Nate. You play against uh, Essendon in round one. You obviously do you understand the rivalry between the two clubs? Ah, uh, yeah, no, I'm definitely well aware of uh, the rivalry, and um, I've actually teed up with Andy Collins to sort of just go on a little little trip down memory lane on uh, on Wednesday. So tomorrow he's just going to sort of run me a bit more through the history of the club, and just so I can get a bit more of an appreciation, I guess, for the uh, the opportunity I've got and, and the, the history of the club. Who have you barracked for over the years? Uh, so, was a Carlton supporter growing up. Um, obviously, the, the family, very big Carlton um, men, but uh, my brothers have said they're going to stick that with Carlton, but the old oh. man made the move over to the Hawks now. Nah, you'll win them over over time. They might say that now, but you'll have yeah. them within about you six months. You won't want a ticket. And exactly. you turn around and say, well, not if you barracked for Carlton. <laughs> And what were you doing? I've already had a few boys uh, lining up a singlet, that's for sure. They want to hear, so. <laughs> what were you doing work-wise uh, up until now? Um, so I'm about to uh, head into work today just to sort of have a discussion of it all. So quick shout-out to Cube Logistics, mate. You know, Australia's uh, largest provider of uh, import and export logistics. But um, I'm hoping uh, that we're going to tell someone out where I can maybe stay in the books one day a week and just to get sort of learn and continue to develop in that in- industry. You never know how long your footy career is going to last. No, that's true, and that's that's a, a wise stance to take. Um, how, how difficult has it been, though, to combine the two, to you know, to be working and then you know, training and all that type of thing to give yourself the best shot in an AFL career? Um, yeah, it's pretty full on. Like I think the the VFL sort of uh, and you know, all all state leagues that matter, Sample and Waffle, and that don't really get 
the credit they probably deserve. You know, you've got a lot of uh, tradies and all that. They're getting up early morning and they're just slogging it out, um, working away, and then they go straight to training and then they're probably just getting home and having dinner and going straight to bed and repeating the next day. I know I was doing that for a bit, so um, I can't wait to just mm-hmm. get stuck into it full time. And like I said, you know, you're probably only putting 10 hours a week into your football and now you've got like the full 50 hours, I guess, during the week to focus more on your footy. Well, the average, I don't know, we're talking to Ethan Phillips, uh, Hawthorne's latest recruit. The average uh, salary now for an AFL player, I think this year's going to be 440. So it's going to be, um, that's going to be nice when it sort of starts to land in your bank, <laughs> bank account. <laughs> well, we've got a bit to go first. So uh, we'll, we'll just keep working away and hopefully get, get a contract extension. What about the old man getting a couple of messages come through that your old man is going to be nice and loud? The general loves a beer. He's going to take over the outer, they reckon. Ah, uh, yeah, the old man. He, he's. Uh, you'll probably spot him uh, maybe at some of the games. You'll be thinking, why is there a chimney in the uh, in the MCG? But that's actually just the old man punching through a few darts. But uh, <laughs> he's, he's a pretty passionate man, and I think he's got a bit of a reputation around the footy circle now. Uh, uh, they, must, they must be proud of you, though, now. Nah, 100%. Um, I mean, when I took the news, I was pretty excited and um, just over the moon. But then actually um, speaking to my old man for the first time on the phone, it was quite emotional because he's been there through all the uh, the highs and lows with me. So, mum as well. So, yeah, no, it's just it's been a great couple of um, days for the family, really. Uh, it's been it's a really enjoyable interview for us, mate, because we, we can hear this in your voice mm. and it's coming through. We get messages. It sounds like a ripping bloke. Perspective, humility, maturity and respect. And uh, for a couple of old, old, old players to hear someone about to embark on this, this brand new journey just makes our heart full. So good on you. You're going to be one of our boys from now on, mate. Good luck and hope it all goes well for you. No, thanks, lads. Thanks for having me. Good on you. Good luck, Ethan. Ethan Phillips. What a ripper. 24 years of age, Whispers, and mm. uh, had to do it hard, had to bide his time, had to wait, and here he is. And looks like someone is going to give it a fair nick and crack. <laughs> That's a great conversation to walk into work today, though, isn't it? And say, oh, listen, yeah. Yeah, look, sure. I, won't be, I won't be back tomorrow. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just about to start my AFL career. But, but just in case it doesn't work out, can you just hold my job for me for a couple of years? And it, like, it's just great that more and more of these players are getting these opportunities. I think because the the word about there that we summed up is maturity. It just sounded like he had yeah. had it all in perspective. He's going to go and he's going to go hard, and he's you know he's wide eyed looking at Tom Hawkins. He's already you know trying to set himself for that big match first up against the is that first game against the Cats? No, no, that? first up against Essendon. Uh, oh, oh yeah. well, but then they play Cats on um, uh, Easter, Easter Monday. Yeah. That'll be a massive day for him. So we'll watch him. I think all our it sounds like our audience love to hear it. Uh, the 37 was also worn by Chopper Hanley. Remember him? It was, yeah. He played against you. He did. He did. In the yeah. grand final. Yep. Did you carve, Lefty. Did you carve him up? Lefty. Um, don't know if he's I don't think so. I mean, maybe. Maybe he was a lefty. Uh, let's take a break. We will uh, get Jared Waitley in here. The Toyota Cooler of the Year is back. Your chance to win a 2024 Hilux. GR Sport. Arrange your next Toyota service the easy way. Book online today. Last week, Tricia from Abbotsford. You're in the running, Trish. Your Super Bowl and AFL comparisons were well received.